Mic check. Mic check. Realm. ILP. We are back. What's going on? AKW. What's going on, brother? Kid Creed, I see you. <laughs> Gameplay don't be funny with the ratios. <laughs> I don't play with the numbers, man. I don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but I don't play with numbers. But oh, hustle and motivate. My guy always giving me love. Let me see if I can get his name right. Um, PyCon. PyCon Fusion. What's going on? Ma for Hire. What's going on? Gen X128. Show guy. What's going on? Rocker Corey. What it is. Y'all know what it is. It's a big day today. It's a big day. Oh, I appreciate you, Hustle. You're already on your job. I appreciate you, bro. You have no idea. Yeah, man. Big show today in the realm. Y'all already know what it is. You know it's going to be spicy. <laughs> Lord Jason in the realm is always a good time. Um, yeah, man. Let's go and have some fun. Now, I've seen some comments in the comment section from a few of y'all. <laughs> Look, I always got this, this motto. You know, if we're going to have guests on that not everyone agrees with, and um, at the end of the day, it's on you. It's your personal decision whether you choose, you know, to support us or not. But come back next week. That's all I can say. Because we're going to continue to have guests on. We're not going to be closed-minded and not listen to other people's opinions just if they slightly differ from us or they completely agree with us. So that's what it is. Disclaimer out the window. But anyway, we're going to have some fun today, y'all. Waiting for Attic. I ain't see him in the room. I know what's going on. I spoke to King yesterday. Me and the King hung out yesterday. It was a lot of fun. Saw so him pull up. We're going to have a lit show, man. A lot of good topics, you already know. <laughs> TCL Delegation stand up next. <laughs> no doubt. Ripper Snorter, you already know. So, yeah, we'll get Jason in here in a few. And, um, yeah, we're going to have some fun, y'all. So, I'm going to see y'all in a bit. Bro, I'm sit tight. Buckle up. All that good stuff. We're going to get into some real gaming discussions in the industry. Talk to y'all in a minute. The Otaku Fix. You know I gotta shout you out. Five dollar super chat. Just showing support. I can't wait to see them. Starfield, Xbox Series X, and PlayStation Five. But you messy, sir. <laughs> you messy, sir. But no doubt, Starfield gonna be late. See you in a minute.
Hear ye, hear ye, man. Welcome to the show. If you would not mind, go ahead and uh, find yourself a spot, get comfortable, grab a snack, do all that good stuff that we need to do, and, um, you know, we're about to get started. I am, well, it's not important who I am. Uh, what's important is that you are pulling up to the Iron Lords podcast right now as we speak, and uh, I guess I'm here to keep you entertained until it's time to get this show started. So, um, <clears throat> look. Y'all done messed up and turned me to an animal And headers be swearing they real But come to find out that they really mechanical And yeah I be eating these rappers But that's all a part of me being a cannibal And they say I'm better than money Because you can bank on me being accountable I know a million rappers that don't want to be on a song with me That's understandable I kill a beat and they want to compare me to Freddie and Jason I'd rather be Hannibal They be like why use a video game Just be original Y'all too dramatical I know it's random but I'm addicted to flipping the sample And making it flammable This is that yoga, yoga, This is that yoga fire flame They think it's arson up in the apartment They call the department and I get the blame still i'll be running collecting them rains you just a target when i'm in the range i was the hardest to start regardless back when you was messaging people on aim check my vocals all on twitter but i'm anti-social love my city but i'm still by coastal i got no let's switch that up what are you Look, I guess you could say that I'm very spoiled Fit on the B.O. dog, they ain't very loyal But I ain't gonna hold you, I ain't here to boil you You ain't gotta say it, I'm embarrassed for you Always been a nerd, never been a loser Making Voltron with a gang of cougars And I'm going places better tell a Uber Cause it's pretty hard to sleep on Freddy Krueger That's, whew, let's do that again Hear ye, hear ye, man, welcome to the show If you would not mind, go ahead and uh, find yourself a spot Get comfortable, grab a snack Do all that good stuff that we need to do And, um, you know, we're about to get started I am, well, it's not important who I am uh, What's important is that you are pulling up to the Iron Lords podcast Right now as we speak And uh, I guess I'm here to keep you entertained Until it's time to get this show started So, um, <clears throat> look, y'all done missed I'ma just chill and watch them and eat snacks in the attic I wanted to chill with the pack and be like a young wolf But then they would mistake me for addict If I can imagine it's cool to get you some advice Then invite your girl to your squadron Cause if you don't give her that option You gon' be single player like Sovereign You gon' get tossed in the bushes by King David Royalty and not a pretender Detrimental to an elemental What's an avatar to a knee bender I gotta be me though I know it's my destiny Work to Carnito Who cares if you fly if you still a mosquito You swear you ain't something but really be Steve-O You like to collect stuff and that's cool But I got bad news even if you really was that dude, King David still be the king of the statues. Since a juvenile, I've been cursed with a curse to be musical. And if you hate it, we'll meet in the crucible. Other than that, then it's cool and it's beautiful. We let you know that your dreams are pursuable. Whatever you want to do, then it's doable. If you got work on a Sunday, it's suitable. Because you can listen to this in your cubicle on the Lord's Day. If you got work on a Sunday, it's suitable. Because you can listen to this in your cubicle on the Lord's Day. Hot bike, hot bike. I, I just did my taxes. My account uh, wrote hey. off some of my my rent. Hot bike, Jason. Don't want to do you dirty. Oh, all right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's another. That's another dude. Don't want to do you dirty. But um, here, 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 here. like I live at. I live and here. Here. Don't put the social security out there yet. <laughs> <laughs> and we uh, are live. 
Welcome to the Iron Lords Podcast and also live on lordsofgaming.net, episode number 209. And it's another glorious Sunday. We're back at the round table on the Lord's Day. I'm extremely excited about our special guest, and we've got Press Reset. 20 years of Xbox, 25 PlayStation Studio games, and Yakuza Like a Dragon to discuss, so we're going to get right into it. I want to introduce a lord who, in my opinion, is not only the definitive investigative reporter within our modern era of video games, but whose stellar track record, combined with an empathy for game development, has easily solidified his outstanding reputation in games journalism. Wow, and what an intro. We I feel finished. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> I feel it like my wife best. should be saying, every time I walk into the room, I want my, I want, I want, actually, I want to play, I want to record that. Record and that and then throw that back I in the boardroom. Right yeah, but yeah, we yeah. ain't finished, Jason. <laughs> Introducing the video game reporter for Bloomberg News, co-host of the Triple Click Podcast, and author of Blood, Sweat, and Pixels, in addition to his latest book, Press Reset, The Lord of Human Stories passionate jet fan with the most legendary twitter figures in the game <laughs> live from my new york state and making his return into the realm of the lords my man lord jason schreier how you doing sir what's up guys <laughs> thank you all for having me and thank you Thank you, Cognito, for the kind words. I appreciate it. Always a pleasure, sir. Always a pleasure, sir. First of all, what have you been playing? And um, let's talk about Twitter for a second because you, you've been real loose. <laughs> Man. Okay, so first of all, so games. I just uh, literally, like, seconds ago, just before logging yeah. on to Zoom, for this podcast, I was playing Mass Effect, which is, has sucked me back in, uh, playing the remaster. It's a great remaster. Nice. And I haven't played those games since they originally came out. Um, nice. So 2007 for the first one. And so... Mm. I barely remember any of it. It's mm -hmm. been like 15 years. And mm -hmm. so I'm playing it and I'm like, man, this game is so good. It's so, <laughs> so, so good. So, so good. I'm really enjoying that. I might actually play through the whole trilogy, which yes. would be crazy. Nice. But yeah, really into it. Nice. And yeah, Twitter is a fun topic. I just yeah. like a few minutes before we recorded, I saw someone tweeting at you mm -hmm. being like, I was blocked by Jason. And someone asked why. And he was like, because I disagreed with him. And so, of course, it took me 10 seconds to find out that uh, that actually he like called me an asshole and like said, <laughs> My yeah. and i'm like man you're like every single time someone says they were blocked for disagreeing i've never once blocked me blocked someone for disagreeing with me unless they're like annoying in some right. way or another um every single time it takes me like 10 seconds to find a tweet where they're just like calling me a prick or something like that and it's just like like why you gotta lie why you gotta lie if you're gonna call someone names, <laughs> Like accept it, accept that you're an asshole. And, <laughs> so, you know so I mean? if somebody engages you nicely, it didn't. They aren't getting blocked. No, Generally. I mean, unless uh, there are like times. First of all, I've never used a block list, mm. and second of all, uh. there are times. I, it's all manual, and there mm. are times when like if if people are like dogpiling, mm -hmm. like a bunch of people are saying the same thing, and I'm like, clearly this is coming from 4chan or something like that, right. or like a uh, Reddit or whatever, or if 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 like. If you decide to like, I don't know, just like like come after me for no reason, then mm -hmm. I'm probably well, gonna block you. If you're disagreeing with something I said, I will never block you. Oh, unless okay. Because because like, a lot really of people annoyed. thought that a lot of people felt like oh, never. Well, just like, I've had I disagree with them. Yeah. No, I've had some really interesting conversations with people who mm -hmm. disagree with me and and disagree with my thoughts on something, and that's totally fine. There's nothing no, wrong no. with that. No. If someone's like you're a liar and your reporting is wrong, then I'm probably gonna block. <laughs> <them>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, if, so, if someone is like, actually, I disagree with what you said about mm -hmm. Xbox or whatever, then right. uh, 
you're not going to get blocked for that. I feel like you um, know what it is, Jason. I think you make some valid points, and, and the thing I, I, I feel is that a lot of social media. I love having discourse where you do disagree, right? I feel that's healthy. But I do agree with you in the sense that once people cross the line of being disrespectful, then I'm the same way. Like, it's off with your head. Because at that point, we're not engaging intelligently. You're just trying to be hurtful with certain things. And again... People disagree with me all the time. Me and Saul, we had a podcast disagreeing about Mass Effect, which was better. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my brother. And at the end of the day, I still love him and, and all that. And same thing with King Attic and everything else. But it's just the way people conduct themselves. You just don't do not do the personal attacks. Yeah. And then I yeah. think you're fine. It, it's always that. And it's also like, I think the, the, the like immediate access of Twitter makes everyone feel like they have the right to like voice right. their opinion and everybody else. Mm-hmm. But like at a certain point, when you when you get to like a certain level of kind of whatever public platform followers mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it um yeah. you can't just be like like you can't sanely listen to every single person who wants to hear you. like nobody has the right to get their voice to you to say stuff to you to whatever mm-hmm. so yeah i mean you pretty much have to use block especially when you're a reporter who's like reporting yes. negative things and antagonistic things about companies <laughs> and is going to piss off a bunch of fanboys <laughs> yeah. as a result um True. i would say like the large majority of people i blocked on twitter are are, are console fan boys with like the xbox and playstation yeah. shit in their profile and then a, 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 a huge chunk is gamer gators like if anyone's a gamer gator i'm gonna block them immediately because mm-hmm. those people just do not get any of my time or bandwidth or attention yeah, fair enough look it's your platform you have the right to run it the way you choose but i'm glad we cleared the air on the twitter aspects i just thought it was here, here. Pretty, pretty hilarious exactly so uh, we gonna get into this um i don't know what the co-host oh. the co-host is but uh so um any anything came in real quick before i, I jump in um we have uh we have a couple of of uh super chats and okay. then there's a regular chat that i want to read out sure let's do um we have flame with the two dollar super chat the lords are on the oled today welcome Woo! jason so we're looking very crispy at 4k yes, 120 on the oled very nice no, no, no doubt then we have Michael, a.k.a. Bedside's Finest, $5 super chat. Well, well, well. <laughs> Lords, what have we here? Oh, the trash station. Oh, I- oh they start the fanboy <laughs> Oh, But seriously, the PlayStation is trash. God bless, say less. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> but see, Lisa, listen, Jason. You you can't be upset when he's talking truth. That was oh, truth. stop! <laughs> so uh, this, what is this nonsense? What, what, this, no, you know this what brand is, loyalty to like it, the billion you know, dollar no, company. It, it's it's not even that. You mm. know what it is? It's the fact that I pay five hundred dollars and it hasn't showed me its worth. Mm. Anytime you go someplace and you pay X amount of dollars, you have X amount of expectations, right? Mm-hmm. And literally, my joint is collecting dust. But I know in June. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody say. Yeah. I know in June, the real launch party starts there where Ratchet and Clank hits the deck mm-hmm. and myself is locked up on that television mm-hmm. playing Ratchet and Clank from beginning to end. And I know what I'm getting then. But right now, yeah, it's been an absolute waste of my money. But like, <laughs> oh my, oh my goodness! Launch consoles are always like that. Whew, no, 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 my Xbox has been really good from day one. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, Bessie. Anyway, so, one more thing I want to read. Uh, this is this is Lord Paris is in the chat, and I wanted oh, to read wow, this out because there was an, an exchange a while back that uh, oh, yeah, I guess he's clarifying. Okay, so from Paris, I'm here because Jason and I had a miscommunication. No hard feelings. Shit happens, but he was right and mistook what I said wow. at the time. Wow. So Paris, I remember this. I mean, I Paris, I'm, <laughs> Jason, I remember this exchange, and it it goes back to what we say about how exchanges start. Sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes we, we perceive people's 
the tone of voice and what they say, right? Mm-hmm. And what they say on Twitter. And it's very hard to sort of express yourself mm-hmm. kind of properly sometimes Twitter's on Twitter. So dry. Yeah. And it, it seems like that exchange between you guys got it. It, yeah. it was strong opinions on either side and it got heated in a way that felt like if it was sort of like, well, this crossed the line. Is that how you felt about that exchange, Jason? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Paris, Paris, we should chat privately. Oh, I'm, I'm totally yeah, that's, that's this is what I, this is what I love to see. But yeah, I think, from what I remember, that started because uh, Paris said I had an agenda. An agenda mm-hmm. is a very loaded word when it comes to right. reporting. And yeah, I mean, we don't need to rehash it. Paris, yeah. let's right. chat privately. Cool happy to, to settle things and That's clear beautiful. the air. Because uh, by That's all accounts, I, I mean, we have a lot of mutual friends and they all That's say you're good dudes. So I appreciate let's that. Let's chat. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 I, I want to put, put a shout out for my man, Hold Glow, if there's any way that that could be fixed. <laughs> 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 I like Hold. I like yeah. But yeah, then homies, again, just just since we're, the, since we're the spirit of forgiving. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, I mean, so so something I should say. I don't yes. know if a lot of people know this, but mm-hmm. like, I get I've gotten a lot of emails over the years from people right. who are like, "Hey, like, I sent you a nasty message on Twitter. You blocked oh, me. I'm sorry about it. Can you unblock me?" And right. every single time, I will always unblock them. Like, wow. I believe okay. in general, like this. It's not because I'm like an amazing person or anything, mm-hmm. but like I believe that everyone deserves to grow Respect. and change, and like Respect. everyone can make mistakes and apologize for them like i, I don't think there's anything wrong with that and like like who um, who among us hasn't has a bad day and like Absolutely. said something you, they you, you know what's crazy though jason that see that what you said right there mm-hmm. most people assume that doesn't happen yep yeah and, i think because it's more private than right public. right and then so the discourse online is that there's this hatred between the, you know you and however many people whatever and who knows how many of those relationships have been mended over the over time exactly but it, it, it's weird because, again, because of your sort of stature in the gaming industry, people sort of take that as, oh, and, and I'm generalizing here, but sometimes people say, the, you know, fighting with people on the Internet over video game stuff is the way to go. Right. right? And <laughs> I think here I think here we, we've sort of made it a point to say, no, we, we need to have conversations, yeah, yeah. even with people that we disagree, disagree with. with. Yeah. That's why I like this podcast. That's Thank why you. I'm here. You guys no, I are chill. It, I appreciate Thank it. You. I appreciate it big time. Man. It means yes. a lot to us. Thank you so much for that, Jason. Let's get into it because we got a lot of stuff and time. So, you know, we one, had what, what's up, King? Somebody one more real it. quick oh, stitch to Dollar Super Chat. Where is the trucker today? AKA yeah. that guy. We're, we're looking uh, for him. We're putting AKP out as well. on, on that. Let, let, let us know. Let us know if you see that. Anyway, so you we would have had the four horsemen of gaming, but what is missing? Shout out to Attic. I hope he's okay. Sir, all jokes aside, usually it is sometimes it's a power issue. He may have to work. Or hopefully he just wasn't playing games late and overslept. 7 a.m. Yeah. (laughs) So hopefully it's not that. But uh, let's get the rest of the lords of the realm with these updated five-minute time-sensitive intros because Jason is here in limited time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, of course, we have our most technical gaming lord, the solo gamer who lives for the single-player selfish experience. And also, the Sostradamus, the lord of clarity and lord patreon of the Iron Bank, my man. Lord Saab, how are we doing, sir? I am doing fantastic today. Doing very well. As you well know, mm-hmm. I've, I've I found some ways to, to to game a little bit more during the course of the week, and yes. I'll leave it at that. Yes. I'll just leave it at that. Yes. <laughs> shout out to the series. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a, shout out to Little Continue, Man. Um, so uh, <laughs> I, I've, I've been able to sort of mess around with some stuff during the week. I haven't had a chance to play uh, the Mass Effect Legendary Edition yet, okay. but from all I hear, the you know Mass Effect One is still as great as it always has been. Yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> refrain from. There's been no change. <laughs> There's been no changes whatsoever. It was always perfect. Oh God! Continue, sir. <laughs> um, and beyond that, you know what's funny? I also threw on the the much maligned mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed Unity. Oh, 
Oh, mm. man, because FPS it has beautiful. FPS boost. It has auto HDR now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Beautiful. It's just funny to see a game that sort of broke Ubisoft for a while. Yeah. Um, sort of come back and look and run like that on a console. Who did that for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> J-Ron. J-Ron did that. J-Ron. <laughs> Jason um, yes. And, and that's pretty much it. I played a little bit more of a, a village, but I haven't had a chance to dive deep. But okay. I, I'm enjoying what I've seen so far. Okay. Um, excited to do more of that. No doubt, no doubt. And of course, we have who I just saw yesterday, the incredible Hulk of this, aka the Excess Gamer. Ooh. The prophet of Xbox, king of the statues, who demands nothing less than that premium experience. It is the leader of the fraud alert movement. Ooh. Beloved Lord King, how we doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Fresh off the collector's barbecue, aka the Big D Shelf barbecue. Oh my God, we had so many people out there. First, I want to give a shout out to Cognito for coming through. Thank you Um, for inviting me. That was fun. That was fun. I felt seven years old. Yeah. I got I got to give a shout out to ATM for um mm-hmm. attempt for uh, hosting it. His his collection is beautiful. Um, Kai got a chance to go downstairs and check his collection oh out. Oh my god, brother! It was amazing. That was like a museum of collections. Was, he had like an X Men like yeah, set up, and then he had the X-Men arcade co op. I mean, a coin yeah. op upright X Men. Oh, oh, that he man. built himself. Wow. Because um, <laughs> me and him was talking in the background on how to build it. Mm-hmm. Everything was custom made from that that that, that cabinet that he did. Um, He's a he's a true uh, pillar of our community. Yes, everybody was there. Shout out to my uh, salmon burgers being burnt. <laughs> uh, Sorry for the non meat lovers. I know. Yeah, but but I did get my my regular salmon done and everything. But yes. uh, it, they they had their special sauces. Everybody mm-hmm. was ribs. Everybody was talking. You had different segments talking about uh, comic books, uh, yes. video game, and you know, shout out for Cog to bring in uh, the what were the Mass Effects. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> controversy there doom dudes didn't know what they was walking yeah. into oh you brought that whole, to the you brought that well, to well, the barbecue I didn't, I, no, 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 no. Yes. I didn't bring which one was better but what it is is you can tell these are, are it's jason like look, jason, these guys are hardcore statue collectors this is right. community uh-huh. it's my first time of meeting a lot of these guys in person and they're awesome guys but people don't realize comics statues and gaming is so intertwined yep. and they've section, been out the yeah. game so long so we started i started talking about game and i'm like wait a minute you guys didn't know there was a legendary collection like are you kidding yeah. me so we just try to help them get back in the game and ways and, and, and then he said well you know they didn't know about the game and then mm-hmm. oh part they were like we love too mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> yeah. oh i forgot about that yes 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 right. some fanboying from aspect yeah, two yeah. on my he, side did happen his bag. Yeah, 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 whatever um, they're wrong <laughs> No, no, go back no, to the ribs. No, 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 don't worry. Listen, I help fix that. Don't worry about that. Um, <laughs> but I, I gotta say, I love the fact that I've seen so many people, new people playing this game. Yeah, yes. so many. So cool. It's beautiful. So, cool to see. so um, go, this sir? week I was playing Resident Evil Seven. Nice. Uh, not Village. Uh, nice. Because I'm sick and tired of buying a new game. What I'm doing now. Yeah. By the time I get to it, it's only worth twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, I'm I'm almost finished. I'm at the end. Okay. I got from the scary stuff. To when Resident Evil starts to turn into Bizarro stuff, like mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> that's funny mm-hmm. type of stuff. But mm-hmm. the game is beautiful. I love the engine. I nice. I, I love their direction on 
it feels like an extension of four, yeah. you know, with the first person stuff. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it's just, it's really good stuff. And I love what they're doing and I don't ever want them to stop. So I know I'm going to jump straight into village right, right after. after. Like, okay. doing sequence. No I'm going to go buy that, but I still have Resident Evil two remake to do okay. and, <laughs> three. and three, but um, destiny had a huge drop. Yes. Uh, shout out to the up. last word. Thank uh, you, go check that out. It was a great uh, episode. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, I'm indifferent about it. Uh, it's it feels like more rehash with, with different people, but the the ability to um, change and regurgitate things, fix it up, and, okay. and just try to give you something different, try to appease the community. I do appreciate the effort, and it did take me away from Outriders, and it did put me in there because you know Cog was in with me on a couple of things, and yes. every five seconds they do something wrong, I said back to Outriders. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you Outriders. It's cool. The but, game um, I can't log in too fast to title screen, but it's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> I, I feel you though. Yeah, but um, for, for, you're you're fine, so it's okay. Yes, I'm fine. <laughs> it's mine. Work, Thank you for care. your empathy for your. Yeah, I mean, gamers. listen, I I feel you, but I don't feel you. Like, <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> but, uh, both phoenixes is going up this week. I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. They came in, so did the live unboxing on DCX. That was mm -hmm. last week. Beautiful. Check that out. Um, but this is coming up today. All right, no doubt. Let's get a moment. And of course, we have the gaming ninja himself, the Shinobi, Lord Cognito, spreading that realness and the realm of the IOP. Not telling what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. I keep it quick. Shout out to the last word, Ebondis. We had D Flawless on, amazing content creator, absolutely hilarious. If you want to know what's going on in the new season of Destiny, please check out the last word. It is up. Been playing Mass Effect Legendary Edition like Lord Jason. Been getting back the nostalgia, the feels. It, you just like, wow, I forgot how much of a space opera, how epic this thing is. And I, I'm going to do the whole trilogy straight for it man it feels so good at 60 mm -hmm. frames plus Woo, it really does it's amazing and the hdr is hits different uh yakuza like a dragon i'm almost there chapter 12 i'm at the hard boss i'm trying to get that done and of course destiny season of the splicer someone oh wow lord fonzarelli welcome to the run like, shout that out that is the homie shout out to jay yes. fonzarelli so um solve we got that done any business and then let's get into the whole thing we have uh yeah we have a couple of super mm -hmm. chats so these will be the last ones that we yeah. read before uh because we got to respect jason's time so Thanks. we will get all super chats by the end of the show Mm -hmm. um we have max the lazy otaku with the ten dollars super chat i know it's been a minute since i've been here but i gotta head out because night work but two things 20 years of xbox and e3 y'all know the deal plays a clip of king laughing maliciously <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. then we have scrub nurse with the five dollars super chat a glorious sunday mm -hmm. listening to the lords while driving two hours away from the home to cop a series x my boy found for me go get that series x pairing it with that c10 oled Beautiful. Yes, salute. Beautiful. Get that C10 going on. No doubt. Then we have the homie hustle and motivate. $2 super chat. Can we get an ILP slash triple click crossover? Oh, I love triple click. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes, Maddie sir. and Kirk. And Kirk, Kirk, Kirk and Maddie are going to be like, who are these crazy guys? I, listen, I'm going <laughs> to fanboy. We yeah. should all play Among Us. Well, yeah. Oh, oh, that would be amazing. That would be fun. <laughs> That would be fun. Are we caught up on the super chat? And of course, we have Lord Jay Fonz joining the realm. So put the crest in the put chat the for our brother. brother. Thank you, Jay Fonz. Great content uh, creator. Awesome content. Mm -hmm. One last one. Sure. Eric J with the $5 super chat. What's up, fam? Have a good oh. show. Often when dudes get blocked, the first sus thing they say is, I didn't say anything that bad. Little angels. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Every, Every time. time. No, no. I'm just trying I to just, keep the peace. I just called him a prick. Like, what did <laughs> yeah, I do? Yeah, it's like... 
I just said his journalism sucked. I mean, oh. that's a big deal. <laughs> it, it's like Paris said, the receipts are out there. Always. Yeah, They're yeah. always Whatever out you there. you say on the internet can't come back. And like I said, I, Cognito's about the peace. We're just trying to bring yes, this together. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's what it's about. But salute to EJ. I feel what you said. Look, let's get into it. First of all, who just pulled up in the realm, doing overtime, doing LordsofGaming.net's own Daniel May, a.k.a. Gondor's Condo. How you doing, sir? Let me make sure your mic is good. I'm doing great. Uh, it is an honor to be here. Mm-hmm. I got blood, sweat, and pixels on my left. Press mm-hmm. reset on my right. Ooh. I'm ready to do this. Oh, he's ready to do Love it. it. Love <laughs> it. What's up, Daniel? Yeah. I liked your piece. I enjoyed your piece. Oh, Thank you. Oh, you much. got blessed by the legend just now. <laughs> that is an awesome feeling, man. So let's get into it, man. So obviously we got into what the Lords have been playing, but we got to focus on Lord Jason, his latest book, Press Reset, and of course, a deeper dive into the culture of game development with some questions. But before I start that, I wanted to ask you, Lord Jason, I know it's been a year since you've been here, uh, ILP 146, I believe. You were, at the time, you were the news editor at Kotaku. Um, I want to know just quickly, how was that transition now at Bloomberg? Like, do you feel settled in? What has changed in your in your role? It's wild because I started the new job in the middle of the pandemic, so I still haven't actually been to the office. I've been working oh, yeah. from home since I started, which has been wild. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's cool. It's it's a very different audience in a very different world. So mm-hmm. I've been like learning a ton of stuff, which is part of why I took the job is because like I wanted some something totally new. I didn't want to just be writing for the gaming audience and like doing gaming blogging like I was at Kajaku. I was there for like eight years, so I wanted something completely different. And yeah, it's been great. I've been learning a ton of stuff from editors and Booberg and and the newsroom there. It's like a humongous newsroom <laughs> doing lots of stuff with them, like radio and TV stuff at Bloomberg. And yeah, it's been really cool. It's been it's been good stuff nice man good to see you continuing on doing what you love and the elevation is respected good to see another thing i want to ask you um what i love about your first book i know we're gonna get into the new stuff but um is how you like un- unable to unearth these like amazing stories and um especially with the conditions how games are made i know me and you talked offline about destiny but especially the destiny origin story with bungie that whole thing and um you know just basically this weird hodgepodge com- comes together last minute but I wanted to ask you this, like, how proud of you are reporting stories like this? And then the second part is, like, how do you go about earning the trust of these devs to tell you these very personal stories about game development? Yeah, um, yeah, I, I definitely, like, I, in general, as my career has gone on, I way prefer telling behind-the-scenes stories and, like, doing stuff that people find interesting and informative and that they won't find out anyway, as opposed to, like, the whole leak game and trying to chase like what's going to be at e3 like that stuff doesn't really interest me Mm -hmm. very much occasionally i'll i'll step into those waters but like that is way less interesting to me than like reporting on stuff that you won't find out about anyway like it's not it's not interesting to me to be like you're gonna learn this in a week it's way more interesting (laughs) to me to be like i want you to i want to tell these stories that like won't be out there regardless and that's what's really cool about writing books is you get to do that and yeah i mean to try to answer your second question it's hard to tell Mm -hmm. um like trust is a funny thing like it's hard to tell why someone would want to talk to me why someone would trust me to tell their story mm-hmm. um but i think a lot of it is just doing the work and like continually like doing having a lot of conversations with people and just like writing stories and just like having this body of work that shows to people that hey i will do my best to like to to do a service to you to like to tell your story in a fair accurate respectful way mm-hmm. and yeah i mean that's that's I, I i try to do that and and hopefully i pulled it off i'm sure to some people i haven't pulled it off um yeah 
But it's, it's probably therapeutic, to be honest with you. Uh, to it's definitely. It's cathartic. Yeah. People, yeah, I, I get on the phone with someone and they're like, this is like therapy. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because sure. they don't have to see you all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so they won't say anything to friends and stuff like that, you know, uh, fear of judgment or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they get a chance to talk to you and, you know, like, mm, and he's going to like hear the story, not right. judge the story before the story is said. Right. And they can talk about crunch or they can talk about how they're feeling with uh, work conditions and stuff of, mm-hmm. uh, of this nature and actually get it across to somebody that's going to listen mm-hmm. opposed to not, you know, just not judge. You know, it, it, it's, 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 you, you get judged a lot before you actually hear the whole story and head to talk to someone who's actually just really there to just listen to you. Mm-hmm. I think that goes a long way and I think they understand that. So that's why they're able to talk to you. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. Think I think people also appreciate that I'm never going to run a story just based on one person's account. And so exactly. I'm always going to talk to multiple people. And mm-hmm. so I think people appreciate that because they know, I mean, first of all, if they don't want to be identified for a story, they yep. know that I'll protect their identity. But second of all, all like i think it can be like a thorough a more thorough account when it's like okay i heard from all of these different people yeah and um like i did that with with my books and and as much as possible when i'm doing kind of long form investigative pieces is just trying to talk to as many people as possible to make right. sure that the story is as thorough as it can be no, yeah fair enough, fair enough. I got do you i'm oh, sorry so okay, okay. real quick do you have that at, at bloomberg is that do you have that type of autonomy like basically do what you like are passionate about or do you have sort of directives as well beyond that? Yeah, I mean, it's different because it's like when I do stories, there has to be I, the stories of Bloomberg will publish are very different. Uh, mm. There's like a very different bar than what Kotaku will publish. So with Kotaku, I could be like, um, I could just publish any story that would be interesting to the gaming crowd. But with Bloomberg, it's like this has to be interesting to our our readership which is a lot broader like the business people and bankers and investment people and mainstream audiences who read bloomberg um uh, are very different than like your gaming audience so um if something is just about like like a specific like one small slice of gaming culture it might not be as interesting to them to my editors unless i can find some way to like encapsulate bigger themes and bigger picture stuff so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of conversations with my editors about like what is what makes a good story here what makes a story that's appropriate for bloomberg etc etc it's been a really interesting challenge like there's stuff that i pitched that i think would have worked well at kotaku but doesn't necessarily work well at bloomberg yeah i was was gonna ask that question um Because this is bigger fish that you're frying, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not the sense of, and I'm saying that Kotaku was a small fish by any means. Mm-hmm. What I'm what I'm talking about is you, like you indicated, you have to look uh, at a broader spec, right? So now, is it uh, going higher up the chain to talk to uh, CEOs and stuff like that, opposed to talking lower down the chain? CEOs will never talk to me. You never know because you do great work. So you never know. Let me let me give you an example. Well, I mean, there I think a lot of them just wouldn't want to answer my questions because right. I would ask you them go very, ask them questions. Ask them real ones. <laughs> um, let me give you an example. So I, I published a story a few weeks ago about PlayStation and like their broader bigger picture stuff yes. at PlayStation. Yes. Yes. That story started started that story started by me um, looking into VASG and like the the Sony San Diego studio 
studio that had been mm-hmm. rumored for a while and and how they were everyone thought they were making an uncharted game and i found out what they're actually doing a last of us remake and like right. started diving into that mm-hmm. and that was the original version of the story was like what's going on at this studio right. but that is the type of thing where it's like the bloomberg people would be like why would anyone care about that this <laughs> right. small studio <laughs> yeah. um that like and i'm like well a lot of people like thought that they were doing uncharted and there were rumors and mm-hmm. they're just like no it needs to be bigger picture so i zoomed out and like incorporated a lot other of other like mm-hmm. playstation stuff um right. into that and right. so it became like a, a larger like zoom out at, yeah. the, at the organization so there's a lot of just like zooming out and looking at the big picture that's what right. i'm talking about gotcha. as opposed to like like interviewing higher people which right. okay hasn't really i mean we have people who mm-hmm. interview ceos and talk to mm-hmm. them around fiscal quarters and stuff but um but yeah i, I do have the autonomy to just kind of do pursue nice. whatever stories nice. i want which is really that's cool no, that's awesome. and, which i very much appreciate yeah, that's awesome i got two quick ones and then um i'll open it up i know lord daniel may's got some great questions we'll get him get his <laughs> in as well um i want to play devil's advocate i'm gonna be on the flip side yeah so hit me. i clearly have no problem with your report right but some friends of mine have said, they argue with me. They say, Lord Jason, you know, crunch is normal. You know, that's a part of the business. And then the second part is they say, I think he nitpicks. I think he picks and chooses only disgruntled people. And and it's not, it's not balanced. So how do you answer these people in regards to crunch as a normal part of the game and as far as the, the people you choose for actually interviewing for these great stories that you, you end up uh, putting out? So, I mean, first of all, crunch is absolutely a normal part of the games industry, and that's kind of a problem, don't you think? Mm -hmm. Like, I think that, like, maybe people (laughs) think that the crunch means something, um, means just, like, working overtime. And it's just like, oh, I work overtime at my job, and it sucks, but I do it. But, like, the biggest difference in the games industry is, first of all, it's usually not paid because people are on salaries. They're working office jobs where you're, like, putting in all these hours and you're not getting paid for it. Second of all, it lasts for months. It's not like, like, oh, a couple weeks to finish the game. It could be, like, months and months of of overtime on end. Third of all, like, if you're working, if you're doing that too, then that sucks and your job should be called out as well. But anyway... That's all besides the point, by the way. Uh, my new book, Press Reset, is actually totally not yeah. about crunch. It's about yeah, right. volatility in the games industry, which I think is a way bigger problem. Absolutely. But um, to answer your second question about uh, disgruntled employees, yes. that is something I'm very cognizant of. And yes, absolutely, like people who are disgruntled are way more likely to talk to a reporter. Mm-hmm. But I always try to talk to people who aren't disgruntled. And in fact, um, I heard a couple of weeks ago, because um, there was some like drama around 343 and a Halo Infinite developer, right, I heard right. from someone someone reached out to me and was like hey i want to talk to you i've actually had a good time working on halo yes. for this reason and this reason and i was like great i want to hear your perspective like mm-hmm. i want to hear as many perspectives as possible that's mm-hmm. always my job and oftentimes i will actively seek out people who are not disgruntled and who i know are not disgruntled because i want to make sure that i'm not just getting exaggerated right. versions of yeah. the story and like that's that's part of my job like i said before i'm trying to talk to as many people as possible in order to make sure that it's like a fair account and right. and that i'm getting like the a thorough the mm-hmm. thorough truth of mm-hmm. of what's happening so yeah i mean it's it's this is not something it's something that a lot of reporters have to deal with is like having to filter out what's just gossip and bitching about your job <laughs> Oops, complaining about your job trying to avoid cursing complaining about your job um you, and what's just... and what's like a real problem mm-hmm. and I mean, the amount 
amount of stuff that uh, that I have heard and not reported, I think, mm. would really shock people because oftentimes it's like, oh, my job did my my boss did blah blah blah, and it's like like there's a lot of stuff that's just like personal complaints that gotcha. wouldn't go into a and story. And part of my job is to like filter out right. what what is like the bigger picture here, what is the real mm-hmm. story here. So yeah, I mean, it's a way more difficult. I think people just kind of like. Uh, people who don't do journalism just kind of assume that it's like, oh, well, this guy, uh, uh, some some worker who was disgruntled, like went and complained to him, and then he just turned it into an article. But it's so much <laughs> more complicated. And, like, they out here snitching, man. They out here running to you, just telling you. I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah, man. It's 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 a lot. Reporting these stories is a lot. Deeper. I like the fact that you gather uh, a whole bunch of stories and then. You can you can actually follow a common thread when you hear multiple people talk and they can give mm-hmm. different accounts right. of the mm-hmm. instance. So you can really get down to the truth because, uh, you know, um, people will always say something from their perspective to make themselves look good. Mm-hmm. And then if you hear multiple accounts of it, you can actually get to the middle part where the truth is lying mm-hmm. right in between. Yes. So, and I, I do love and respect the fact that that's what you do. You don't go off of oh, one person's one, yeah, account yeah, yeah. of something. You actually go off of multiple yeah. accounts of a situation. And you don't probably rush the story. You probably wait until actually you can get all of the story mm-hmm. to actually, uh, you know, find the truth that lies in between. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's why I was frustrated a couple of weeks ago when King, your Xbox army, uh, decided to because uh, uh, I had tweeted about this 343 guy. Yeah, who was I was going to talk about that 343, yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and he he then walked back his comments, or at least said, said they were taken out of context or whatever, but mm-hmm. everything he said in his original message, the whatever I saw in Resetter, the translated right. version of his message, all of that was 100% true because I had been hearing the same things from like uh, almost a dozen, sources. probably more than a dozen wow. other people who have worked at 343 because I've been working. I mean, I'm, I'm not made it a secret that I've been very curious about Halo Infinite. And Absolutely. I've right. been talking mm-hmm. to a lot of people who worked on the game and everything you said about like the tools being in, in progress and um, mm-hmm. the vision constantly changing, that is all 100% true. Right. Yeah. Um, it's also often true in multiple games, like in, in broad and yeah. in, in the broader context, it's true of many, if not all AAA games, which yeah. is why I talked to tweeted about that in the first place. Right. And then, yeah, suddenly like I have hundreds of people tweeting at me about how my story is, is was taken out of my story is wrong and I should fix my story. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I didn't write a story. I just <laughs> tweeted this cause I know it's true right. and yeah. it remains true. Right. And yeah, the, these fucking family. Sorry, these fucking family. <laughs> you know, they you know what it is, nuts. Jason. And those those are lower rank and file, you know. Lower rank and file. I get it. I get it. And I do. They're the lemmings. These are the lemmings out there. I do. I do apologize for the lower rank and files. Even tweeting to you in that aspect. Please stand down. Listen, when it when it comes to something that's that they have hopes on, because a lot of these dudes bet on these horses and they mm-hmm. expect these horses to win, and mm-hmm. they they put mm-hmm. all their eggs in one barrel, mm-hmm. and and they, <laughs> and when you're like, oh, Halo Infinite is in. They don't want to hear anything wrong with right. their picture. They always want to hear a rosy outlook to it. And that's right. not exactly how it goes. And we all understand mm-hmm. where it is and where we hope it to be. 
Right. Not not everything is going to follow that same path. But to tweet at you <laughs> and, and and harass you, that that is not you, you will never catch anything, you know, like from me bothering anybody about something. Yeah, Half the time, the, uh, you know, um, I'm just because, to... yeah, you're a good guy. I'm like most of uh, <laughs> yeah, they out of control. But yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 funny because it's like, uh, yeah, it's it's um... I read it, though, and I, I was like, oh, that sounds like it's really true. And I really and in my head, you know what you wrote like not being there not knowing it i'm like yeah that sounds really true and mm. i'm like please get it together you got a couple of more months to get it together get it together mm. what yeah what, what's something it, that you that you read like a tweet that you read in response to that mm. that wasn't disrespectful that was accurate but actually uh mirrored what you what you tweeted like you understand yeah. what i'm saying like did somebody have some type of information that kind of coincided with what you tweeted yeah i mean i i've yeah. been hearing this stuff privately i've been talking to people who've worked on halo for years now because Ooh, people right. have been telling me like behind the scenes there's some problems here blah 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 343 has some issues one of the biggest issues i've talked about this before but one of the biggest issues 343 has is like an over-reliance on contractors and then right. they have a term limit for contractors yeah. and so a lot of people wind up leaving mm-hmm. um because they they uh their 18 months are up or whatever it is mm-hmm. and you lose all that experience and you lose all the talent and suddenly you have you you have you're in this position where you have to be replacing all these people and it's all just yeah. a mess um that's that's one example of like the problems that are happening in 343 but but one day i'll write an article about it at some mm-hmm. point and and i have no idea when we'll we'll see but um but up. to your point earlier by the way about like people just just wanting yeah people just killing the messenger for delivering bad right, exactly. news it right, happens right. every single time and like i always see this this uh there's this like belief in like positivity and i actually mm. think that can be super toxic because Ooh. positivity and just like wanting non-stop like hey we're all on the same side here like mm-hmm. hey gamers we do it all for you mm-hmm. that can be used to mask a lot of the real problems that yeah. are happening and a lot of the abuses that are happening right. so last year i was reporting a lot on cd project and right. cyberpunk and the tone suddenly changed um like after the game came out because like when i was yeah, reporting you, well, on, you like, were getting hey, this, killed when you were reporting i yeah, remember i was right. reporting on some right. of the issues they were having the crunch and so on and so on mm-hmm. and yeah it's just like people go after me because they don't want to believe that their precious cd project <clears throat> would do anything wrong and then suddenly cyberpunk comes out and it's bad and suddenly i'm getting a million messages a day from probably the same people being like investigate cyberpunk what happened here they can't have that both ways they can't have that both. they can't attack you for, 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 for exposing something about their beloved release yeah and then yeah, now it's like the go deeper thing. into it. <laughs> it's the same thing with halo it's just like people are looking for like i i think that like a lot of gamers just have played too much phoenix right and so mm-hmm. they believe that like they can find a contradiction in everything that's said on the internet right. and like if they find the right evidence they'll be able to they, they like think is life that life is like a video game and mm-hmm. so when i tweet something that is like yeah this is exactly what i've heard mm-hmm. and the guy comes out and and walks it back and and says it was taken out of context and, right, and that yeah. he doesn't want it anymore mm-hmm. um then there's like suddenly hundreds of people are like oh it couldn't have been true yeah, this guy is walking it back that's what I was gonna and say, people, people don't think twice about like hmm, i wonder why a former employee of a company who mm-hmm. said something that got that blew up all over the internet something mm-hmm. that was interpreted right. as negative i wonder why like that, that would be right. said and i feel yeah. bad for the guy like his his comments i haven't talked to him i haven't right. heard from him or anything but i feel i i 
do plan on reaching out to him at some yeah, point. But like yeah. his his comments got blown up all over the internet. I feel terrible yes. about that. But but um to to for people to blame me for sharing it and saying I have heard the same thing from multiple sources. Right? It's I preposterous. Yeah, that's a good. Point. And people people were acting the the most insane thing about that whole scenario was mm -hmm. people the number of messages I got from people saying, "Hey, you should fix the article," and being like, "Hey, I didn't." <laughs> You didn't write make an, an article. article. Yeah, you just retweeted. I would initial, not be writing an yeah. article about what one person said. I would be writing an article about what many people said. Right. I would not be writing an article about this one guy without reaching out to him and talking to him myself first, or at the very least, getting my own translation. Good what point. I did was tweeted it and said, "This sounds like every other AAA yes. video game," which is true. What people? It's it really drove me nuts. The yeah, the way that, that was people a hot one. I'm glad we addressed that because you know what's you know what's funny. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's this because this is that's a journalist people mm -hmm. okay right. he's a journalist i'm a provocateur right? <laughs> so Love it. i, I Love tweet out stuff and i will tweet something about something i heard from somebody right you will gather sources because he went to school <laughs> he put in the work he mm -hmm. did all of that stuff he is a journalist i feel I'm looking for a reaction. <laughs> I am a Respect your honesty or what so, you're doing. Because somebody told me the other day, like, oh, I look to you to be a journalist. I said, excuse you? Oh, yeah, I did see. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, you're look right, someplace right. else. Yeah, look somewhere else. Look somewhere else. <laughs> you're out of your mind. No, I'm glad I'm glad we clarified that. I'm so Because I did want to talk about that. It was a hot button. Yeah, I, yeah, I just saw someone in the chat saying that this mm -hmm. person reached out to me. That is, again, not true. This person did not, the guy mm -hmm. who, the Concept artist did not reach out to me. Mm -hmm. I imagine he reached out to people who actually wrote articles about this, not the guy who tweeted saying mm -hmm. this sounds like what I've heard and what the rest <laughs> of the chip me. It's just nuts to me, like how Facts. many people just like believe these com yeah. this complete misinformation. Yeah. Uh, often it makes me wonder if just like social media and the internet was just a massive mistake, and that like we should not <laughs> human beings I, I are I not meant to be this this connected. Uh, I, I agree with the mistake part completely. <laughs> oh, I know Saul agrees because Saul doesn't use social. I, I feel yeah. It's, it's how it's used. This is another discussion, but I do understand the points that, that, that there's a nastiness to it, but then there's sometimes where it's positive, where awareness is brought to a situation that a lot of people didn't know. And let's be mm -hmm. real, you know what I'm saying? Especially, I, I, I look at, you know, what happened, you know, not to get too political here, but, you know, with George Floyd, like, could you imagine in the era of non-social media and non-camera phones, think about how many atrocities that were not recorded. So it's it's a balance. It's good to it and it's bad to it. I want to move on. We've got a lot of stuff to ask you. And Lord, Daniel, yeah, let's you talk. got the bit. Let's get I got to talk about the new, new Daniel Rupp after this. What last question, Daniel? And I got you because I know you've been waiting <laughs> patient. Um, okay, we got to get into the new, new. So like Sov said, what we're here for. Press reset, ruin and recovery in the video games industry. Now, one theme I see a lot through this book, to me, is just the pure volatility of the games industry, right? And I got to be honest, Lord Jason, on a corporate level and on a development level, this book really hit home for me emotionally. Chapter 6, 38 Studios, man. Mm, man, that's that wild. hit me because as a sports fan... I, mm -hmm. not, I wasn't Boston Red Sox, but I remember Kurt Schilling. So we know the mm -hmm. famous series. Uh, I, the, the, I know Kurt Schilling. You know what I'm saying? You're a Yankee <laughs> fan. You know, like the Bloody Sox was like an iconic thing. You know, I mm -hmm. love your choice of the title, the story, the whole bit. The reason why it hit so hard for me, King, is like if I just had a little bit of game development tablet and I was looking, 
Yeah. I would have been fool. I would have. I would have applied for this. It felt like the dream job, y'all. Yeah. Like was... he really, to his credit, you got this big megastar MLB. I'm not going to spoil too much because I want people to read the book. But you know, this big MLB star who's just like tons of capital. Yeah. Looks like, for all intents and purposes, treating the you know game game dev well and almost over treating them well. Where they got to pull mm -hmm. back a little bit, right, Jason? And then mm -hmm. you know, just to see what happened mm -hmm. and and i was just like wow how this thing fell to pieces and then also one last point like, got a second lease on life during a lot uh, on, during the tragedy financially so yeah. i want to ask you this lord jason like to me this is a pretty heartbreaking story like this one almost i was like damn this would have been me i would have got caught out there you know what i mean so like could you can you say how it was putting this together the story together of kingdoms of alamar slash copernicus like how was mm -hmm. that for you reporting that story yeah it's tough this whole book was was tough um having these conversations with people about like some of the hardest times in their lives mm -hmm. um although i think that like a large uh uh chunk of it was also talking about like how they recovered afterwards which yeah. was pretty cool because there are a lot of like cool recovery stories right. and also a lot of stories about just like here's how things can get better right. but yeah right. with 38 it was wild it, because it's a lot of people who didn't just get like screwed over and then they moved somewhere for this job that 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 fell apart it's also they got robbed of their final paycheck because mm -hmm. they didn't get paid right. um their last check oh. they didn't get severance None. they got stranded in rhode island oh, where there are no other video game too. jobs some of them like did not have money mm. um and then what really is just like man unbelievable is that for a few of them what happened was they moved from massachusetts yep. to rhode island and a few of them so the company said hey if you can't sell your house as part of our relocation program we'll take mm -hmm. over the mortgage for your house and mm. try to sell it ourselves and pay Dear your mortgage God. until mm. until we can sell it and so about a few people i think it was seven or six um didn't, their houses didn't sell so they gave them to the company the company mm. took over the mortgages and then they went and got apartments in rhode island or whatever houses whatever they did um when the company exploded suddenly those mortgages was reverted back to the original owners somewhere in the mm -hmm. fine print it said like that this is what happens right. so suddenly you have six people seven people who a don't have a job anymore b have rent in rhode island c still have a mortgage in mm. Massachusetts, and it's like oh my god this is like heartbreaking mm -hmm. like i can't even yeah. imagine what this is like and it's no wonder so many people like leave the video game industry if you can get stuck in situations like this the number it's just constant layoffs and shutdowns and it just feels like a very unstable job and a very unstable mm. career and and that's why you see like so many vacancies for senior level talent across game studios like if you ever yeah. go to a game studio website um look up their jobs and you'll see senior this senior that senior yeah. this it's because people don't stay in games for longer than like five six seven years mm -hmm. people just burn out people are just like man i can't do this i can't keep moving around the country every every um yeah. two yeah. years every time i get laid off and that's what the book is about and the book says hey this is unsustainable we gotta fix this let's find some ways to do it let's mm -hmm. tell some stories about what happened to people how they recovered and let's find yeah. some solutions now i'm glad i'm glad you brought <clears throat> excuse me i'm glad you brought it to light because you know i'm in this part of my career where i'm possibly you know, transitioning, thinking about, I was, I mean, I am thinking about the industry on some level, you know, and, mm -hmm. you know, this really puts things in perspective with certain yeah, aspects, man. you know, and I really have to do due diligence and if I'm, if I am to pursue that. So this one really hit home for me. It was like, that was probably one of the closest I came to tears because some of the stories were just yeah. really tough. But man, um, yeah, yeah, I thought I knew the story until right. I, yeah. yeah. I think the scariest part the to, about this is that when you, 
when you go through all the stories of the book, the thing, the through line that you see is that it doesn't matter if you're this super well-renowned auteur in the gaming industry, if you're, if you've been around forever and you're super well-respected, it'll still chew you up Mm -hmm. and spit you out. So imagine someone just coming in out of college. Imagine someone just getting into the industry for the first time, Mm -hmm. like you might be doing COG. Mm -hmm. It's a scary thing where It it doesn't discriminate. Yeah, it doesn't all. matter. I mean, you could leave one situation thinking, I, I mean, in this book, he's even had uh, scenarios where a person leaves one situation thinking it's going to be a, a, a sinking ship to thinking that something's more promising. And then the same outcome happens mm-hmm. when they move. But enough about that, because I, I want to get Lord Daniel May in. Lord yeah. Gondor's condor, Lord that man. What, what you got for Lord Jason? You've been patient, brother. Thank, uh, no, yeah, thank you. Um, I think the first thing I really want to ask is actually the first chapter. And you're talking about war inspector and specifically his time with epic mickey but you also mentioned that he started his career in i think 1981 so he spent like decades throughout uh the gaming industry so how did like the culture of crunch in the gaming industry change throughout specter's career yeah he is one of the elder statesmen one of the one of the legendary designers obviously war inspector he was Mm -hmm. the director of System Shock and Ultima Underworld and Deus Ex, um, or not director of all those games, but had a had a hand, produced all those games. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, as far as Crunch, Crunch has definitely changed a lot over the years um, in that it used to be more of like, like a, the games industry used to be a little more like frat, frat-like, where it's like a bunch of people like mm-hmm. living in a house, like drinking Diet Coke and eating pizza and staying up all night coding. <laughs> and then it's gotten a little more professionalized. And now the culture, cultures of crunch are more like, now we're staying in an office and ever, and ordering Chinese food in, in <laughs> those big platters. And uh, that's our crunch dinner. No, but, but the... The reason that I started the book with that story is mm-hmm. A, because I think it's a really fascinating story and Warren Spector is a fascinating life, mm-hmm. but B, because I think that that Spector's journey kind of proves that even if you're like one of the most respected, like talented game developers of all time, someone who's a legend in this industry, mm-hmm. you still can't find stability. And that to me is so sad. The fact that like even someone like Warren Spector, like Warren friggin' Spector, yeah. directed yeah. Deus Ex. Yeah. Deus Ex is like such a revolutionary game. I, I know that mm-hmm. some people out there might be a little young and 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 didn't play the original but but this game like changed a lot and yep. war inspector's work just in the immersive sim world has inspired everything from like bioshock to fallout to, to yep. breath of the Fire. wild like anything you've played has probably been been inspired by by war inspector's stuff in some way and the fact that he has been like moving from job to job and just unable to find a, a sustainable like long-term career is just so sad and yeah. it kind of is reflective of the entire video game industry and and the problems that it has just keeping on to people and like like keeping people like healthy and happy and employed stably it's really sad yeah yeah, yeah absolutely Lord Sarver, Lord, i mean I know, I know you got another one so i'm gonna let you double up you've been super patient right. double up. yeah thanks um yeah so then after uh you finish telling uh specter story you move into probably what I thought was the cornerstone uh, story of this book with Irrational Games, because you then see references of the sort to Irrational Games throughout the rest of the book. Like you see it in the Molasses Project. You see it with uh, the disappearance of 2K Marin, as you call Mm. it. So how much did you intentionally plan for Irrational Games to be connected to the rest of the book? 
Yeah, well, so what happened was when I was reporting, I knew I wanted to cover Irrational. I knew that 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 was one of going to be the big one of the big studios I wanted to cover because it's so interesting and such a, a a strange situation because they had just released a successful game in Bioshock Infinite before they shut down a year later, and it's just like how can this happen? Because usually you think, oh, a studio shutting down, they must have released some bad game that flopped, and so they ran out of money <laughs> or something. But that obviously did not happen in this case. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I found um, a group of people who had left to go indie and focus on them because I found them really interesting and then found and then learned about Bioshock 2's development which kind of sprung from Irrational so a lot of the stuff just that I that I reported and, and learned kind of just fell from there like like came out through the reporting process um, after I learned about Irrational and after I like I, I drove up to Boston and did a bunch of interviews with folks over there mm-hmm. um, which led me down some roads and that's often what happens in reporting um, for anyone out there who's interested in just the behind the scenes of journalism is usually right. you're like talking to one person and you say, Hey, who else should I talk to? And they'll say, well, I'll talk to this person and this person and this person. And it can lead you down some really interesting roads as long as you're just willing to talk to as many people as possible, which, which is my favorite part of the job. So I'm yeah. always willing to do that. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, um, I was going to say, oh, shout out to Lord Attic, too. Glad, glad to make it, Lord Attic. How are we doing, sir? <laughs> Look, man, I've been here this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I apologize for missing you. Yeah, yeah my, my bad. But glad you can make it, sir. Regardless <laughs> of, of razzing you a bit. But I want to open it up to uh, Soft King if they had a question before we get Attic back in. Um, yeah, one, one question that I have for you, Jason, is um, when you look at the – when you explore certain possible solutions uh-huh. – uh, to sort of end the volatility or at least uh lessen it somewhat is is there a thinking on your part because when i when i i've i've argued a lot on the podcast that modern day gaming uh especially triple a gaming or in any 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 aspect of, of of creating a game is so tightly wound and so tightly sort of uh connected to the money aspect of it that the mm. art is the art is always going to suffer right. is there are we too far gone to to have an industry where the creatives take control again mm. and remove themselves and remove themselves from from big business in that regard mm-hmm. and sort of by, <laughs> by proxy sort of eliminate a lot of the problems that come along with big business? Are we mm-hmm. too far gone for that? Um, or is there is there a pro, is there a way towards getting that? Because that that is kind of like the Nirvana situation where the art takes precedence over everything else. And then because a, as artists, you care about how each other, how, how, how everybody in the industry sort of <laughs> achieves that art. And, you know, I obviously the money is, is so, like I said, it's so tightly wound to that, that it feels like it's unattainable, but it just feels like with, with stories that you tell, and the things you hear throughout the industry, it seems like secretly everybody wants that or it's or quietly everybody wants that. It's just difficult to remove themselves from that. Yeah, I mean, what you're describing is the indie world and there's so much good stuff <laughs> out there. And there's so many, I mean, even in, in this, in Press Reset, a lot of folks who, who get laid off wind mm-hmm. up going indie and having that creative control and being mm-hmm. super happy about it. And it's riskier, obviously, to go down that route. But like, that's where you see a lot of the most creative, interesting stuff. And like some of my favorite games in the past couple of years are just these extra, like expe- spectacular indie games like uh, Outer Wilds and like yep. Return of the Obra Dinn and yes. a few more. Like there's so much oh, good Daniel, stuff. Love, Daniel, love that. <laughs> Out, Outer Wilds. Can- Outer Wilds <laughs> is my, my favorite video game. Yes. Thank you, Daniel. And- you and I here, Daniel. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Let's get like, it in the like Haiti 
Hades, Hades last year. And so I Thank think you. that uh, that <laughs> in the AAA industry, I mean, we're talking about like because graphical fidelity has gone so high up, games are so much more expensive to yes. make than they were even 10 years ago, even like in the Mass Effect days. Right. Speaking of Mass Effect, um, mm-hmm. which I think a, a couple of us are playing. And mm-hmm. so I think that like as that graphical fidelity goes up and the ex- and the prices go exponentially up and a game costs $100 million or more, mm-hmm. um, then, of course, it's only going to be the biggest companies that can afford to make those games. And, of course, they're not going to take any risks because right. they need to see return on that yep. investment. If you're going to put $100 million <laughs> into something, then, of course, it has to be open world, like action adventure, skill right. trees, level mm-hmm. ups, like dialogue, branching dialogue, and, and like hit that friggin' checklist. Yeah. yeah, and then and then like add some microtransactions in there to make sure that yep. you're getting your money's mm-hmm. worth. Yeah. And so yeah, of course, there's no wonder that that's, that's happening. Um, even with that, you still see some cool creative stuff. I mean, right. like uh, uh, Nintendo is putting out every single year some of the most interesting like artistic games, and they're a pretty big company that is definitely concerned mm-hmm. about money. Uh, I don't think they've discounted any of their games since like right. the 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 Bush administration. But, yep. um, but yeah, it's <laughs> yep. it's uh, it's there's there's always going to be that line, and like there's never going to be unless someone wins the lottery or something. There's right. never going to be a triple A game that is entirely artistic driven because right. the amount of money at stake is just too high. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, unless we see like a world where gamers expectation for like graphics goes down, um, that's always going to be, I think that's happening now. Yeah. Well, have you seen, I mean, people are more into stylized stuff, but but even that is like, games can be so expensive if you, once you, if you expect like a certain level. But what I've noticed, like with, uh, engineers and stuff, they're finding ways to lower that bar. I mean, to give you that same fidelity, like, you know, with machine learning and stuff like that, and the AI, uh, you know, uh, interlacing, they have, a, they're trying to lower the bar of the resolution and all this other stuff, but give you the same fidelity, but also get back to where we was at, like 60 frames a second, and the artistic vision that everybody wants done. We all want the artist to be in total control. You don't really want that. <laughs> it's a oh yeah, yeah. You see, right. the, you see what happens yeah. with like irrational games. It's one of those yeah. things where it's like you need artists that yeah. have business know-how, but are, are cognizant of the realities of of a developer and are and care about that as opposed to like you know the big company that's like we just care about money, right? right. But it, there's always it's always chains of command. There's right. always Correct. somebody that is uh, controlling, like the manager and right. the producer. Everybody, somebody has to oversee the artist because if you allow the artist to go get too crazy full yeah. Kojima, yeah. like yeah. You, you know you you get full kojima stuff really goes crazy <laughs> oh my God. so you, you you really you know what's funny it. i was actually thinking of kojima i want to jump in because this is a good discussion and, and and the thing is what i realize it's it's so many things that go into this pot of making mm-hmm. a game and then making it successful. And then mm-hmm. you have the financial and the corporate types who, I'll be honest, in the beginning I was very biased against because I'm like, let the developer do what he wants to do, let the vision. <laughs> but then, like Jason, I've heard you on multiple podcasts where it's like, you know, sometimes the, we, I'm like, yo, this game did five million. That's a success. But it's like, what mm-hmm. was the budget? What was, what did they allocate? What were their expectations? to mm-hmm. reach and if they didn't reach that they say they spent this exorbitant amount of money and they didn't reach that expectation then yeah to them it's not a success even though i may 
love it. Like it, days gone. Yeah, it, it's, <laughs> are you talking yeah. about cyberpunk? Because that was yeah. so funny the other day. I got, uh, man, again, Twitter is just the worst place in the world. I, I tweeted about like, I was I was tweeting this article I wrote about cyberpunk mm. and how the executives are walking away with these massive bonuses, despite mm. the fact that they released this flop of a game. Mm -hmm. And everyone's like, cyberpunk's not a flop. Cyberpunk's not a flop. Oh my God. How could you call cyberpunk a flop? Mm -hmm. I'm like, first of all, way to focus on what really matters here. Right. <laughs> it's, it's a flop. It sold 13 million copies, which seems amazing until you realize that their expectations were much higher yes. because they only release one game every five mm -hmm. years. And so they needed yes. it to sell like however many copies, I think 16 million was, was what analysts hoped for in the first month. And then numbers went way downhill because it was removed from the PlayStation Store. So yes, it was a flop, even though it sold 13 million copies. Right. Like, learn what friggin' math is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, per perspective is everything, Gamers. right? Perspective, it, 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 perspective is everything. And it, I felt that from the moment it got pulled off the PlayStation Store, they should have just stayed quiet. They, you know, on a few occasions, they came out and touted you know, what they thought were positive numbers about it. I'm just like, shut up. Yeah. Just shut up and and, and, and get yeah, the, and yeah. get. Yeah, the they have to. In fairness, they have to address investors. They have to go on earnings calls. Correct. There are certain legal yeah. obligations that they have. Mm -hmm. yeah, let let me ask you this quick. This is a side note, and then I'll get back to Attic and, and Lord Daniel. $70 games. Wild. Returnal, man. Yeah. 70 bucks on Returnal is like, wow. This is a big thing, but <laughs> I got to ask you this because, again, mm. you, you've been reporting behind the scenes. You, you're starting to see, you know, what, what financially these corporations are expecting. And we, we're not going to act like games are not expensive. But at the same time, like, is it something that you feel is justifiably inevitable? Or is it something where it's like, nah, you know, you, you, you should still be able to, to do it at that price. Because in fairness, games have not gone up for a while, right? Yeah. And then, like, but at the same decades, time, yeah. like two decades, but at the same time, as gamers, we get mad when they be like, yo, you lacing us with these microtraxes. So if I put on corporate cog hat for a second, right, then I can say, well, damn it, gamers, how are we supposed to make this money back if you don't want us to raise the price, but you don't want microtransactions and we got to stay the same? Yeah. Yeah. I've always felt like games should have variable pricing. Okay. Like it, when a game is like a humongous RPG that costs hundreds of millions of dollars to make and mm -hmm. is, is 400 hours or whatever, I feel like that should probably be like sold for more money than, mm -hmm. I don't know, even a Returnal type game, which is hard. It's hard to, <laughs> to just having spent, having actually spent 70 bucks on mm -hmm. Returnal, it's hard to, to feel to me, it was hard oh. to justify that price. I, I bought it because uh, <laughs> we covered it for our podcast. But like, right. like yeah. even, smaller stuff and and um, I took one question yeah yeah because you, you said it, uh, caveat. if you didn't have to cover it uh for the podcast would you have purchased it returnal um i don't know it's hard to say um well at the time he probably didn't know yeah. well he didn't have to cover it he bought he it because yeah. he doesn't have to cover anything anymore like he, he can well, when it comes well, to game yeah. coverage like it's what he wants really right? no 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 well we covered we were doing a triple click uh episode oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah you did the last and i should click, be yeah. to be to be to be candid we expensed yeah. it to the podcast so yes, exactly like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no no i mean we 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 did that here as well you know and it's just you know it was just a question and like you know like a overarching shot towards the game because probably one day I would get the game when it actually falls down to the price that I feel that I want to pay uh, for it. Yes, plus, sir. Yes, yeah, no, yeah, yes. no, I don't have PS Plus. Um, yes, this is a game. This is a Game Pass plug. We we know it's going. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not. Even, I'm not even going to go in there. I respect you for that. Uh, clip the snip with Jason in it. I'm not just not even going to do that. Yeah. Um, but it's just I. I'm just trying to you know like to hear it and I understand when you said like variable scales of pricing. I know that's like a rabbit hole to go down, mm. but 
I do agree with that. And that's why sometimes I just wait for the price to hit my mark. Yeah, you know? yeah. which is I a good in. way to go. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I feel Returnal is a complicated one because that game kind of feels like it should have been in early access. So it's kind yes. of like an, mm-hmm. an unusual case. Um, but I don't know, like s- smaller scale stuff, um, yeah. I feel like can sometimes maybe sometimes it shouldn't be full price. And maybe okay. if you're going right. to charge $70 for the mm-hmm. big your big games that cost you tens of millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to make, then maybe if a game costs you only I don't know, $10 million to make. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could sell it for less than that. But I don't yeah. know. I mean, look, I, at the end of the day, I'm. I, uh, these companies are super opaque about their financials right. and, like, how much they're actually taking. And, like, yep. really, if, if they wanted to be just, I don't know if they could get away with that because, like, games get, get away with this because mm-hmm. GameStop would be mad, but they should be selling digital copies for less mm. than physical Thank copies. Thank you. The only reason they don't do that is because retail partners will be pissed at them. But mm-hmm. I can see that happening gotcha. one day in the future when it doesn't really matter what GameStop thinks because GameStop is on their way out right. anyway, despite despite the Reddit memes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but but I could see like a company like so, especially Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, who own their own stores, and yeah. so they don't have to pay any cut when they're selling their games in their own stores. Right. They could sell their own games at a discount and do really well, and I think that would be that would be useful mm-hmm. um, for people because they're saving so much money. A company like Sony is making so much more money when you buy a game digital than they are when right. you when right. you buy it physical. Like right. the, it's it's apples and oranges there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no pricing is an interesting thing because it's like it's it's it seems like the games industry is making more and more money every single year. The last mm. stat I saw was 180 billion dollars mm-hmm. in 2020, yeah. and it's like where's all that money going? Because it's not going to the developers. And yeah. then you look at the amount so, of bonuses. Uh, the, somebody the, brought a yacht. On the got to get addicted. just bought a new plane. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. Right? So yeah. real quick on the subject of monetization there. It, is there uh, like if you look at the situation with Ubisoft now where they're, they're committed to making more free to play games, is that is that a positive way to monetize that at the same time also alleviates some of the, the industry wide volatility that you were talking about in the book? Whereas, uh, you know, if you create it, create a game that requires that much work on it, that's going to be a living thing that's supposedly going to live, you know, for a decade or whatever or more. Mm-hmm. Does that sort of alleviate the volatility or does it also add to all the other reasons why the industry has been volatile with the crunch and stuff like that. I think it can. Um, and I think that like what you used to see back in the day was, okay, we just finished this game. We're paying for 200 people at our studio. We don't need 200 people. So let's lay off hundred of them right. nowadays, because there's always going to be more work to do after a game comes out. There's always going to be like patches and updates and games as a yeah. service, quote unquote, especially mm-hmm. with these living games, like the division or whatever other free to play stuff. I guess the division isn't free to play, whatever free to play yeah. stuff right. Ubisoft is doing. Yeah. That new thing. Um, I think, that yes absolutely it can prevent layoffs um ubisoft is actually pretty good about not laying off people in the first place because they get a bunch of tax credits for the number of people they have employed in montreal (laughs) it's always a reason (laughs) yes it actually can be cheaper for them to to keep people employed than to Mm. not like as long as they're hitting those thresholds that they need to hit for for the government sweet sweet government tax credits (laughs) (laughs) we got got 200 that's right 201 well i mean at the end of the day shout shout out to that governor for keeping keeping people employed you know sure yeah shout out to quebec but yeah no, it's, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
it's i think the diversity of games is a good thing um mm -hmm. i think clearly there's like enough of an audience out there for 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 every type of game mobile mm -hmm. free to play whatever maybe not facebook games so much anymore right. but like there's clearly that audience and i think it's smart of ubisoft to do that i know there are a lot of people freaking out at the thought that like ubisoft oh my god ubisoft is only going free to play but it's pretty clear i thought that they're also making triple a games right. like the new assassin's creed is going to be probably bigger than all the other ones combined and mm -hmm. like who knows no who knows it's but it, but they're clearly like still in that world they're making mm -hmm. avatar they're making a star wars game like yeah. they're, they're doing all this stuff in the future still new far cry and mm -hmm. and whatever so i think them also like not putting all their eggs in the triple a basket and also trying to do smaller stuff free to play stuff i actually think it's a super smart business decision and mm -hmm. yeah to answer your question i think it can help people uh stay uh employed if there's always stuff to work on so yeah. let's get yeah. lord addict there because i know you, you got some questions about Lord Attic, man, you're up, man. What you got for Lord Jason? You know, first off, I want to say I apologize, uh, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like, I, okay, look, to be fair, this what is Mass Effect's fault. For being late. I, for being late. To oh, be fair, no worries, the, the, man. The, it's the, Sunday. It's, you're allowed to be lazy on Sunday. No, no, no. No, he's not. No, he's not. To be fair, to be fair, I do blame Mass Effect. Oh, right? my like, God. Oh, God. Like, I, I, I played Mass Effect to like eight or nine in the morning. And I, I told like, you. I, I, I told you. I, 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 one of three things. Blazing games, power loss, or uh, working overtime at the job. One of three things. Continue. <laughs> I was like, at this point, I might as well just stay up for the podcast. <laughs> and I ended up going to sleep at like 11 o'clock. I had an alarm, but my brother came in here to check his email and his phone was then he took it. Oh, my God. He took my phone. Time on your excuses, your questions for Lord Jason, sir. <laughs> uh, one of the questions I had is, uh, you know, love the book. Was there any of these stories that you started writing that, you know, when you were writing at first, it just kept getting worse and worse for you and you was like yo there's there's some real issues over there was there any of the those stories that surprised even you writing mm, good question yeah um so first of all so the way that i do, that i approach things just to to nitpick a little bit here is actually to do all or most of my reporting first before i even start writing anything so gotcha. like usually i'm having like dozens and dozens of conversations with people before i even start writing anything and then i'll write it all in one like block of time like a two-month block of time and then i'll be like okay time to fact check fill in some blanks like edit whatever and that that's the rest of the the process but yeah no definitely um big huge games that story in there i think like i think a lot of people know 38 or at least know the basics of what happened to 38 studios yeah. but the big huge game story and yes. especially since they're the ones who actually made kingdoms of amalur mm -hmm. that story i think is shocking and like Bro. what happened to mm -hmm. them with epic i won't spoil all the details yep. in case you mm -hmm. people are out there want to read the book but the book. that story is is mind-boggling and mm -hmm. i still can't believe everything that happened there and highly recommend everyone read that chapter because it's it's really wild um but yeah no that that sort of thing definitely any of the stories uh, the way that i kind of uh, talk about it in the book is that like there are humane shutdowns and layoffs and then there are inhumane ones and the humane ones are like okay we're shutting down the studio but like we're gonna find everybody we're gonna try to find everybody jobs elsewhere in the company bring them out to a job fair get other companies in here for a job fair we're gonna give everyone severance like they can they can we'll pay them for two months even after the studio closes so they can have like a little bit of a runway while they're looking for other stuff mm -hmm. that's like a humane way to approach this and then there are cases 
releases like 38 Studios, like Telltale, when the company just straight up runs out of money and right. is so irresponsible, run by such irresponsible people mm-hmm. that instead of like shutting down two months earlier and giving everybody severance, they just say, goodbye, see ya, we're shutting That's down, so everyone's good. laid off, nobody's getting paid anymore. And that like to me is inhumane and just like the most painful, like excruciating, like man it's it's tough it's really tough and hearing some of those stories was really tough yeah that was brutal i would definitely again very emotional uh bloody socks i get you i I tell people Mm -hmm. i get to that man yeah lord lord daniel let's get you man i know you. yeah man and for all i talk about this in the book but like uh, just to hit a point because i know there's some people out there i don't know among you guys but i know there are definitely people out there who are skeptical of unions and Mm -hmm. i think that the thing about a union is that like it's not something that can save everything it's not something that will cure all the industry's woes and it's not even going to stop a studio from shutting down like if a a studio runs out of money it runs out of money but if you have a union and you have like a contract that says anyone who's laid off has to be paid two months of severance Mm -hmm. no matter what or whatever it is right Mm -hmm. then if you're the manager of Telltale or 38 Studios, instead of like running the company into the ground, trying to find money until the last possible minute mm-hmm. and then screwing everyone over mm. because you couldn't find money, mm-hmm. um, instead you would have to shut down your company two months earlier and give everyone two months wow. of severance, which would have been the responsible thing to do instead of just like holding out hope for yeah. like, I mean, it's Kurt Schilling. He thought he could do everything. He had the, mm-hmm. the, the, the bravado to think Hubris. he could pull this off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like if he had to shut down in March and give everyone two months of severance it would have prevented a lot of lives from being just totally upended and Mm -hmm. and really really damaged um and a union could have done that and that that's that's one of the things that i explore in the book is like the protections that a union could offer for for and unions are certainly not perfect they have their flaws but that is one area in which they could really help and just having a contract in place for workers could really be successful yeah absolutely agree and i love how you you balance the the thought process not the end all be all to save everything but it it could have been a protection in that in this case again with severance it helps yeah absolutely lord daniel continue sir yeah um and the this isn't the question I was going to, but just to like uh, put myself into this section of the conversation, I was remember reading that last chapter, and I almost had like a, uh, I had to realign what I was thinking about because I'm so used to reading just all these seemingly short stories about video game development from either your books, your reporting, but then this last chapter, you turn it into like this argument of we have this problem in the industry that we, oh, that I just spent the rest of the book outlining. Here are some legitimate um, options that we can uh, at least explore. And so like the one thing that I came away thinking specifically today is that well, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels might be the book that a lot of people in the game industry want to read. Press Reset is the book that people in the games industry need Need to to read. read. Yeah, facts. I agree. So anyway, um, the question I did have uh, lined up, um, we've talked a lot about how crunch culture affects people in AAA studios, like we were talking about it with Halo Infinite uh, at the beginning of the show. Uh, the thing that I wanted to ask you, what is the indie equivalent of the AAA crunch culture story? 
<laughs> of the of the crunch cult. well crunch culture specific i mean crunch culture can happen anywhere it's not something that like every uh, many people in america especially have issues with work-life balance because mm-hmm. it's considered like a badge of honor to be able to work a lot and to 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 be considered like passionate and in some ways that can be a good thing um and in other ways it could be a really horrible thing mm-hmm. um crunch culture is just an epidemic especially like like uh when you're working remote and there's no commute and so you can really just be working constantly yeah i mean work-life balance is a real issue it's like mm-hmm. in any field it's not unique to gaming um and similarly in it's not unique to triple a gaming indie developers can crunch just as hard if not if not harder um i think one of the big differences is that if you're an indie and if you have ownership over your project right. then you stand to reap the benefits and i think crunch is a very different thing when you're when you're like crunching at 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 uh i don't know sixty thousand dollars a year and not getting paid overtime and maybe at the end of the project you'll get like a month off or something like that but Mm -hmm. for the most part you're not getting paid for your hours versus hey i'm working on this indie game where if it sells a hundred thousand copies i'm gonna make all that profit so i'm crunching for that it's a very different world um but then the flip side of that can be like if you have a family if you have you have a a partner you can really just damage your relationships by working all the time Mm -hmm. and that's 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 an epidemic thing um yeah in, in indie development, especially because so many people have to like put on so many hats and like do so many different jobs. Because mm-hmm. um, if you're a team of ten people, then maybe one person who's like a programmer is also doing marketing and also doing PR. Or, like one person who's an artist is also doing finance because there's mm-hmm. not enough people to do everything. Um, so you can wind up just working your ass off, and yeah. and it can be really tough. But the benefits can be worth it in the end. No but again, I mean, this is something that like, like I think crunch culture is really complicated and nuanced and I don't think it's as simple as like, oh my God, you're working overtime, that's bad. Um, because it's it's so much deeper than that and so much more complicated than that. Um, as opposed to the volatility that I talk about in Press Reset where it's a little more cut and dry. Like this is very, this is an epidemic issue. And the fact that like, it's so hard for people to maintain a job long-term at a single company in the games industry yes. is really yes. a, a massive issue. And like, if uh, you ask people, if you say, hey, why did you leave the games industry? Because there are a lot of people who have oh, left yeah. the games industry. Oftentimes, number one on their list is layoffs i'm sick of the layoffs i'm mm-hmm. sick of, yeah. of being being part of a studio studio shutdown and crunch might be on the list somewhere but in general i don't really think that it's like yeah. as as big an issue to a lot of people right. as like the layoffs and being mm-hmm. underpaid and like the sexism them. and misconduct and mm-hmm. stuff like that I, i've Probably. never got a chance to ask my mm-hmm. industry friends why they move so much and i've yes. never saw that type of movement yes. in anything Absolutely. other than the military yeah, yeah like in, 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 in the military yeah. you notice that oh i'm going here for six months and then i'll be stationed here in six months but i mean there's structure in that mm-hmm. in this area it seems like there's the same amount of movement right. but less structure mm-hmm. and it's like concerning but i've never really sat back to think about it and i've always thought in the positive realm oh they might be going to a better situation Mm -hmm. but then reading the book you jump from one place and then you go someplace else and it's not exactly what you thought Mm -hmm. and then you have to move from that sinking ship to the next sinking ship and that is kind of frightening never ending yeah and i think so one of the things that i explore in the book also is remote work which i think could be a game changer for the games industry and i'm very curious to see what happens after covid like if people are if companies are more inclined to like let people work remotely because (laughs) that i think would change everything like one of the reasons that that people burn 
burn out is mm-hmm. because when you're in your 20s, it's like, okay, I can move around from place right. to place. I'll go see a new city for a couple of years. No big deal. Yeah. But when you get older, you've been working for 10 years, mm-hmm. you're in your 30s, you want to have a family maybe, you want to have kids or at the very least a partner, you want to live with someone or you have roots in a city. You're just like, man, I don't want to keep doing this anymore. I can't be moving around every time I get a new job in the games industry, every time I get laid off. Right. So I'm just going to leave for something that that is is more stable and that I can actually stay in here. Right. And that's what happened to a lot of people in Boston, Rhode Island, and like some of these cities where there isn't a huge games culture. Right. It's, it's happened to people in New York, too. In New York, I was just about to say, it's not a lot of games. Yeah. What you got? We got there are Take few. Two and we got yeah, Take, take two. two, Rockstar, Rockstar Avalanche has an office yeah. in Soho. Yeah. Um, it's funny, the Avalanche office and the Rockstar office were both around the corner from the old Gawker office oh. where I was mm. at, uh, at Kotaku. So I used to pass people on the street in the morning and I would be like, hmm, is this a game developer or a hipster? I got a like, <laughs> <laughs> developer or a hipster, like based on what they're wearing. But yeah, no, it was, uh, it's, 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 I think remote work could really change things. And like, I, I'm imagining a lot of situations where people who are older, who have kids in school that they don't want to take out, who maybe get laid off and maybe layoffs can't be avoided. But like if suddenly they could get a job at any other games company without having to move, right. suddenly you have access to all this talent that like maybe wouldn't burn out in the same way anymore. Right. And I think it could just yeah. be a game changer for, for companies and people. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Plus the- that, would, that would help the studios themselves too. Cause yeah. I'm sure that, you know, them have, them have, we've seen studios like microsoft putting the initiative in, in areas because they know there's talent there it's right, easier right. to hire people if they're local but if you can hire more people in terms of remote access you mm-hmm. you 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 won't have to you could you could put your studio anywhere at that point but yeah i was just talking to someone last night who works for a prestigious AAA studio mm-hmm. and they were telling me like yeah well we're not sure like everybody's looking around and trying to figure out what are we going to do with remote work moving forward because on right. one hand a lot of people want it and yes. um, there's going to be a lot of talent out there that wants to work remotely on the other hand it feels like morale has been down and like it's mm. hard to be creative when we're all in different places and like we feel like we miss out so much of uh, our culture right. when we're not all in the office together so there's definitely downsides right. to the potential of remote work also it can be an issue if you have like some people are in an office and then other people remote right. there can be like communication right. issues and like mm-hmm. you gotta make sure everyone's looped in mm-hmm. but like if you can make it happen um i think it it would really change like i think yeah. the sacrifices are worth it the yeah. trade-offs of those the negatives trade-offs. are yeah. worth it because like yeah. just being what? accessible and not only not only is it like a stability thing it's also like there are people out there who like maybe live in in cities maybe they don't have a ton of money maybe they mm-hmm. live at, like in the middle of the country in mm-hmm. the middle of america or like uh, places in europe or like in countries that you don't think about a lot because they don't uh, when it comes to games because they don't have like big game development scenes and maybe those people could, are super talented and like having access to them without making them spend money to move because they can't afford to move suddenly you have access to all this talent that like you wouldn't otherwise and maybe the games industry could be opened up to more people and you can get more people of like mm-hmm. marginalized backgrounds and like poor backgrounds and it, it feels like it could really help a lot of people in a lot of ways what I, what I could see is when you start at a company like you know I don't know if, if you're just a contractor or something those people can probably be you know remote because they're not really necessarily part of the plug but you know probably once like the company itself taking you more seriously, then they're like, yeah, you're probably going to have to move to the area. Like, yeah, well, certain positions we know <clears throat> will definitely, you know, have they, to, they be have local. to be local to be from, from a collaborative yeah. standpoint, mocap, right. you know, yeah. things of that nature. There's certain positions that innately, you know, will, will have to be that. But um, I, I do think you make a valid point because 
the positive out of the pandemic is it has forced a lot of companies to now transition and work in this capacity. And maybe they say to themselves with a lot with certain positions, certain roles that, hey, we're saving overhead, you know, and, and maybe like, you know, we're still able to efficiently get what we need done. Uh, I just want to move on because I know some people have done mocha from their homes, by the way. Really? Yeah, I saw it too. Yeah, I saw it. Well, no, no, no. What was what was the, it was the game that we saw and um mm. and we had to develop our, man and they were doing they were hopping over the the boxes that was inside the house. Mm-hmm. Uh oh the game is on the tip of my I, I will get it. Okay. Okay. But it was it was well, so hot. I mean I heard I heard that for uh, Miles Morales, they had people working from wow. home, like doing work from home, that sort of I thing. Didn't know oh, that. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's but, uh, probably a lot of AAA games that that have come out over the past like year because nobody's <laughs> been able to, especially especially games that were coming out at the end of last year. So mm-hmm. like like we're in product like they were being final in like the spring of last year when nobody went anywhere and everyone was like, yeah. what the hell's going on? Everyone's sanitizing <laughs> their packages. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. At that point, really, nobody was trying to go to mocap studios. So I think yeah. a lot of people just set up their own, like, we're like, all right, well, this is long-term. We got to do stuff at home and no figure doubt. out how to make it work. No but doubt. I do yeah. have one quick question. For yeah, we got we to respect his time. Yeah. You know, yeah. Obviously, yeah. you are one of the people in the industry, I'd say a lot of corporate, you know, they, 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 they try to, don't talk to Jason Try. Don't talk to Jason Try. Has there ever been a particular you don't have to say who if there is. I'm just curious if there is. Has there ever been a particular like publisher or any kind of story that you try to get, but it's like almost impossible. No one will talk to you in that place. No. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> yeah. No, all the time. There are stories that I've one. tried to pursue and mm-hmm. tried to get and uh, yeah, I mean, for every story I publish, there are probably five other stories that I've tried to tried to figure out how to get, and either couldn't for a variety of reasons. I mean, there there are all sorts of reasons why a story might not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, might not be able to find enough people. Might not find the right people. Might hear mm-hmm. conflicting things from people and not be able to figure out what was true. There are a bazillion reasons. Right. Um, but to your point, I've heard. I I won't say the company, but I heard that. Um, one company one big company has like a whole training session that's mm-hmm. like like their standard training sessions and one of the beats in their presentation or whatever it's the don't talk to press one and they mm. specifically say like do not talk to jason Trier. oh it, wow how does it feel jason that that when they're sitting there doing their little team meetings they they click a button there's a big picture don't talk <laughs> it doesn't to operate like that <laughs> so flattered i'm so flattered that's all. amazing um, and i've heard anecdotes about like people in meetings being like don't leak this to jason Dreyer. like come on guys <laughs> wow which i think is funny <laughs> oh, but no yeah no it's flattering i mean yes like at the end of the day it's it's mm-hmm. that to me like i mean i'm doing my job and yes sir uh, no, that's, no. that's what i'm here for salute, salute. i want to respect respect your time lord jason because i know where we're going I, if amazing. possible i wanted to be able to sneak in the uh, at least the first topic with you how you doing on time yeah okay cool so before, I got a few more minutes. Okay, yeah, no cool. Worries. So okay. I just, like I said, salute to you, you know, definitely with the, you know, one thing I love about the book, first of all, everyone, go pick up this book. If you want to learn about the games industry, please, you know, pick up because these are the reality. These are the stories you don't hear a lot about, the human stories. And, um, you know, it's really cool to see also what I love that you did is you had that solution chapter. It, yeah, you know, that's, even, see, that's that's the biggest part. Yeah. Um, the, the, I mean, it's, it's always great to, you know, highlight whatever issues that's going on or mm-hmm. to uh, go into detail about issues and problems and stuff like that right. and the human nature side of it. But mm-hmm. then 
at the end of the day, you should have thoughts uh, and solutions. And I like the fact that he does have yeah, thoughts and to make it yeah. better. How you know, to. Yep. Yeah, for anybody that thinks Jason is just a person that you know throws just the rock and hides his hands, and it's all crunch and doom and gloom. Yeah. And doom yeah. gloom. That's what they yeah. say. Yeah. And, <laughs> and the reality well, is, 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 I just want to hurry up because we got we got to keep on the time. But um, the reality is, there's so many great points made. You know, a few of them that we talked about unionization as an option. Not saying it's a save all, end all, be all, but that's an option. There's some protections there. We we talked about re remote work and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. like, and, and even outsourcing studios with certain things. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. that, that's a cool thing. So I want to believe studios. Yes, shout to disbelief. I want to salute you there, um, quickly because I do want to sneak in the first topic with you at least if we can yeah. for the Xbox. Yeah, um, yeah. So basically, you know. 20 years, man. 20 years of Xbox. This will be the celebration. And um, looks like Microsoft's going to be going pretty hard as far as um, marketing and Xbox at 20 and things of that nature. But I wanted to ask you this, Lord Jason. Like, in reference to this, like, oh, why is X, why is this king doing the Wakanda X forever? But anyway. Oh, no, 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 no. I wasn't doing that. <laughs> oh, God. I, 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 thought, I thought you were shoulder. forming the letter X. I thought you were letting it breathe <laughs> upon man, you or something. Actually, X forever. Stop. Just stop. Bro. Okay, so I apologize. That was me being presumptuous. My shoulders are sore. I, I, I apologize. I think King, King is showing off his watch. He's like, Woo! Oh, oh, oh yeah, I love this. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> back, back on focus. So, like, yeah, Lord Jason, like, what does that mean to you? For number one, you know, at twenty years of Xbox, and then number two, to Addict's question, because he wanted to throw this in, you know, side like kind of funny because we got, we brought up Halo Infinite a lot this podcast. Like, you know, does Halo Infinite need to be a game of the year candidate for you so a two-part question <laughs> yeah um 20 years of xbox it's it's pretty cool it's yeah. like it was it seemed impossible back when it launched that like microsoft could come out and compete with like the industry uh, uh titans mm -hmm. although i guess playstation hadn't been around that long but it still mm -hmm. felt because they had final fantasy and metal mm -hmm. gear and like mm -hmm. felt like they were really dominant and mm -hmm. obviously nintendo had been around forever and yeah it's it's cool that microsoft has stuck with it and and mm -hmm. done all this cool stuff and games and like it feels like microsoft now is in a stronger position than they've ever been in because yeah. of Game Pass, and um, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are just waiting for the other shoe to drop on Game Pass. What's going to happen here? Because mm -hmm. it just seems too good to be true mm -hmm. with the amount of stuff you get for that price. Mm -hmm. Like, when are they going to raise the price? Like, what's the, what's the yeah. catch here? What's When's, the catch? When are we going to get the catch, right? Um, but yeah, they're in a good position. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of like the consolidation and buying every studio and mm -hmm. just it, it feels very like monopoly like, which I'm mm. not a huge fan of. Mm -hmm. But but um, yeah, Xbox is in a good place, It's mm -hmm. which is great because like competition is really good. And it's right. where everything is healthier when uh, all three of the big console makers are doing well. Um, I think it makes things way better. Mm -hmm. it, it makes companies have to compete and have to like um, um, keep up with one another like you i i think micro, uh, sony for example is going to be forced to compete with microsoft Ooh. when it comes to xbox game pass um etc cetera, etc cetera. so yeah i mean i think it's it's really cool it's good mm -hmm. to see it's good to see that xbox has been thriving and um i think phil spencer has done a really good job shepherding this thing and <laughs> and by many accounts seems like a good boss and a good guy to to be running this company so yeah i think xbox is in a really good place you know, um, so that knows. said, yeah, yeah, I mean, I think that they're still kind of struggling with their software development be right. for a yes. variety of reasons. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's a lot of just 
vestigial like remnants of problems they've had in the past mm. i think microsoft is just a very difficult company for when it comes to game development because the company's culture is very much like a software development company and mm. that's what at their heart that's what they are still mm -hmm. it's like a software service company like microsoft office and all that stuff right. so it's it's difficult for games to to like really be able to thrive in a way that they should mm -hmm. and i think 343 has definitely uh definitely been been the victim of some of that culture and they've had their own problems and right. um i think a lot of microsoft owned companies have, have had issues mm -hmm. as for halo infinite being the the game of the year um our game of the year candidate like, no should it i be? mean should it i don't be? think should it be i mean will it be i i i don't know who knows who knows at <laughs> all the thing is I said this before, but like when it comes to a AAA game development, every single game seems to have the same problems. It's like our tools suck, like our leadership is couldn't stick with the direction, like mm -hmm. we all crunched all these issues, like uh, all these standard issues in game development. And then the line between all of those problems leading to um, a failure and a masterpiece is just like razor yes. thin. A masterpiece yeah, is just razor thin. Um, for every like uh, cyberpunk, there's a God of War, right. which yeah. had many of those same issues, but mm. somehow they managed to pull it off Ooh, and yeah. they made this incredible game. So with Halo Infinite, like I don't even think, even right now, if you ask people on the game, I don't think they would know the answer to like, is this going to be a great game? Because right. I think it's very hard to tell until you're at the end of things and it's like, mm -hmm. okay, this is shaping up. Okay, this is not shaping up. Right. Um, I, got a I think it's gonna do really well. I think it's gonna be cool. Um, mm -hmm. Hopefully, it's great. I I certainly hope so. I want right. it to be awesome. Um, I'm happy it's coming to PC. Mm -hmm. As for game Get of the year, Canon, I don't know. I mean that that question. I don't think the concept of I think the concept of game. This is a whole another conversation. Uh -oh. but <laughs> of game of the year is asinine because mm -hmm. like games are so many like yep. like. There, there's so many different types of games and almost looping them all together as video game feels like it doesn't make sense anymore. Um, like just cause there's so many different genres and so many types of yep. games and so much scale of games that it just doesn't make sense. Like how do you compare threes as a, like the, the perfect mobile game mm -hmm. to uh, Halo Infinite? Like, yeah, you, it's it's just a different, it's like almost like the concept of game of the year is kind of silly that's why me. i really don't subscribe to it Nothing yeah but but all. as far as i think in general when we talk about game of the year we're mm -hmm. talking about like what's going to be the best triple a game of the year which right. really they should that's really it, what well, but it, it, it doesn't really resonate fine. with me at all mm -hmm. but yeah, all right so always, the question uh, I, I, yeah, yeah, I, just, I just really want to ask him because i know his time is very limited yeah, yeah, and, and you touched on something that i've always viewed and you, you touched on that that microsoft is a software company right mm -hmm. and being that the fact that their software company the way they they move and they have uh they hire instruction stuff like that like mm -hmm. you're talking about uh on padeen work and uh on, on the contracts and they're going mm -hmm. in yep. and out yep, and, it's, and it's, you're plugging people in and you're plugging people out that really doesn't work so well in the game industry and making games where sony uh it's um they they come from a movie background they come from different type of structure and they actually like watched and mirrored Nintendo stuff early on and that you know actually grew their 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 stuff. I remember them in the beginning. My question to this is is Microsoft acquisition of Bethesda more important to Microsoft's gaming as far as the culture that was at Bethesda because we always every time we went to E3 oh, it seems like Bethesda always knew and always had that culture that Microsoft needed. As far as flair, the, yeah, the way they present everything, their products. You know, yeah. 
I always thought that stuff was really, you know, well done as far as games and promotion and how they do it, just flair stuff, just to, just the, the culture. Do you think that culture would transfer over to, to Microsoft in this acquisition? And I know we talked about remote stuff, but just for the people that's on site that get a chance to live and breathe inside that environment. That's a good question. I think Microsoft traditionally has, when they publish companies they let them be kind of autonomous and they've right. said they're going to do that with bethesda but like you look at like uh skype and like linkedin and all these other big companies that microsoft has published they're generally just kind of left to do their own thing and so right, there right. isn't a lot of like culture like um um merging and like people getting to know each other and stuff mm -hmm. like that it kind of feels more like it's a bunch of different entities that just right. all happen to be owned by microsoft just, just so just, far that's mm -hmm. what we've seen with gaming Mm -hmm. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, just to push back a little, um, yeah. we've had a lot of um, Microsoft Studios on. We've had Obsidian on, we've had Compulsion yeah. on, and uh, Undead Labs, right? And one of the things that I thought was promising, because I've always been a fan of so Sony, I feel their strength in a sense of collaboration from studios, right? And I think in the past, maybe say during the 360 era, we didn't see that a lot, right? But one of the stories that we're continuing to hear when we spoke to Obsidian and the narrative team and we spoke to these, like this this cross collaboration where they may say, hey, you know, hey, Rare, you guys do water well, right? Let's get you in there. Hey, Obsidian, you guys did this great thing with narrative. Let's get you in. And I'm hearing these, even Compulsion, like we've had them on, and, and they're saying, hey, you know, we spoke to this team and, they're, and all the studio heads together in these collaborative moments kind of working together. And that, to me, gave me a little hope that they're working as a unified team to kind of make themselves better. So like, do you feel this kind of culture change can like truly trickle down and affect the culture of like whether the, whether the way the games are presented, the way the games end up being produced underneath the Microsoft banner, so to speak, or do you think some of that is overstated? Yeah, well, I think there's a difference between like, hey, we're going to powwow like every couple of months and like have our big summit where all the studio heads get together and like talk about whatever or all the writers get together and, and talk about writing and how to how to learn from each other. And I think that's really cool and can be super beneficial. But that's a little bit different than like merging cultures. And essentially, the only way to really like merge cultures is to have your is to just combine your teams, put them all together in one office, see what happens. And that can be both a good and a bad thing, depending on the on the culture sometimes yeah. they mix together like oil and water and it's just like a disaster <laughs> mm -hmm. um yeah. i do think that that bethesda i mean yeah certainly like i'm sure they will be learning from each other in mm -hmm. a lot of ways that are that are useful mm -hmm. um but i wouldn't be shocked if for example like bethesda had their own e3 press conference even mm -hmm. separately from separate microsoft from like yeah. i wouldn't be shocked if that was the case i would also I wouldn't be shocked if, i also wouldn't be shocked if microsoft just had it all under their umbrella mm -hmm. like i could see them going either way i don't know um I think it's still very early in this kind of relationship, and I'm very okay. curious to see what happens. We'll see how as that marriage work out. You will see. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and also part of it is that like we're we're still in the middle of COVID, and yes. like, people can't really get together in person as much yes. um, mm -hmm. anymore. So so that that kind of changes the idea of like what a culture is anyway, because like yeah. culture over Zoom calls is very different than very culture true. over uh, very true. and when you're in the office together. So yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm very curious to see what happens. Mm -hmm. Very true. So look, we gotta respect your time. Any final question for anyone, Lord Daniel, anyone, because we gotta get him out of here on time. The man has to enjoy his days, Sundays. Work hard. I gotta go back to Mass Effect. Exactly. Man. He did his book <laughs> run, he did everything. Any final questions for Lord for Lord Jason from the from the panel, from the round table? Anything? I mean, Jason, what what do you hope to accomplish with this book? 
Um, well, I mean, I just hope that, that it informs people and people like reading it and, and come away from it feeling like they've learned stuff and been entertained and informed and interested and, and hopefully, um, give some more thought to like playing games and the cost it takes sometimes to make them. Um, I think it's kind of like, like a secondary, uh, uh, hope after that is that like some people in decision-making positions, uh, uh, read it. Um, yes. some executives, some people who are actually studio heads and mm-hmm. say, Hey, wait a minute. Like we need to, we need to make sure that this doesn't happen to us and we need to do something about it. Yeah. But, but first and foremost, I just want to make sure readers out there, like your average person who is like, whether they're a fan of games or not, just like finds the book interesting and, yes. and enjoys reading it and, and comes away from it feeling like they've learned stuff. That's, that's my main goal. Absolutely. We love what you're doing. You know, again, must read material. If you're a gamer, it's absolutely must read material. Again, Thank you. The legendary it. Lord Jason Schreier of Bloomberg News rocking out back in the room. Man, man, it's always a pleasure to have you. And I love that we have real discussions, real talk. Nothing's off the table with you. And I love that aspect about you, your transparency. And a uh, real quick story. Yeah, never- shout out to everybody watching who I blocked on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to them. Shout out to the block. You know if you're, watching, no if you're watching and you've been blocked on Twitter and you feel like maybe you shouldn't be blocked on Twitter, send me an email and send me your Twitter handle and I'll look you up. He's going to do that in advance. He said, he said, he said do to, me a favor. Send me if you're, if you're a poli- if you're If you're sorry, if you like said something if you said something crappy to me and you feel bad about it, then just apologize and I'll exactly. unblock you. That's easy. Yeah, also, they don't want if you to feel do like that, I, I blocked you in unjustly, then let me know and I will uh, look you up and call you out if need be. <laughs> oh um, but yeah, I mean, and, look, and then we can I, work things I, out. <laughs> at the end of the day, I maybe I don't make this clear enough to people. Maybe I should, but like mm. I very much believe in second chances, I and and I do believe that so people gotta... deserve the chance to to change. I don't believe that everybody deserves a chance to mm-hmm. like get to interact with me on respect. Twitter and like get to get my ear. I don't respect. believe that everybody deserves my attention, but Thank like you. if you feel like uh, I. I did you wrong by blocking you then let me know and we'll, we'll jack he said, he said hi hater <laughs> shout yeah, out no. shout out to all the people who say hey you blocked me for disagreeing, for disagreeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then I, in 10 seconds i look you up and like you 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 just called me like oh. the most horrible thing you're just like jason you dirty jew i'm like wow, oh my God. I'm like, oh, that, that's not disagreement you're going every to single time every single time like mm-hmm. just happened an hour ago no, it's respect. every single time no i respect you for that and again like i said you know that is, that is a cool way of handling it and one thing I never told you, so I got I got to tell you before you went out, is um, you know, because I, I used to have like I said these discussions with people like, oh, well maybe he's dick picking or whatever, whatever. And I never told you this, but the year that we met, I believe that was you still Kotaku, was me, Solve, Addict, and um, you know, we we met you, we started to tell all the deeds, hmm? you yeah, know, outside. Yeah. It was it's yeah. like the E three, we meet you, right? Right. Yeah. Then E three, God, I miss it. I miss so it. Much. I yeah. miss it so much, brother. It yeah. was so cool. But one thing I never told you this is um. In E3, remember how you have the different halls? You had the one uh-huh. that had the cafeteria, the big stuff. Well, it was that one. And I was just sitting there minding my business. I was eating my little sandwich. And you didn't even realize, like, you were two, like, tables away from me. And I'm not going to put out the person who you were interviewing. But you were getting, you were working. I seen the investigative journalism in action. You were very respectful. They were, they were talking to you. And the way you handled it. And I, I was like, wow, he, he, he wasn't looking for, like, I told people literally, 
all the misconceptions you have about he's just looking for these stories. And, mm -hmm. No, it was really cool and the professionalism you exuded. So I wanted to salute to y'all. Salute to the cafeteria to eat. You know, I imagine. To, listen, I was able to ease y'all. I'm sorry. I, I was able you... to ease y'all a little bit. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I, mean, I have no idea. Like, I've had so many conversations at E3 that it's yeah, all Yeah, it was like a developer and, and you were getting his, his But opinions. that's funny. Yeah, it was okay. really you, you know what's yeah, going to sure. be funny, Jason? You're going to keep making these books. Every time you have a discussion with anyone at E3, some security to come up and be like, yeah, uh, uh, John, we're going to say the developer's name is John. We're going to have to ask you to to leave the premises, please. <laughs> oh, my God. Lord Daniel, no. you want to say your outros to uh, Lord, Lord Jason, man? Wait, me? Yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> I want to thank you again so much for uh, sending me the uh, press copy. Uh, I think it was literally like 10 minutes after you tweeted saying, hey, if you're writing for a smaller publication, let me know. I'll be willing to hook you up. Uh, mm -hmm. This is one of the uh, best experiences I've had writing for Lords of Game for the past two and a half years at this point. Wow. And I am really excited to see what else you do in the future. Hopefully we thank can you. meet in person at some point. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Yeah, hopefully on the streets of E3 one yes. day. Yes. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt. Lord Attic, your final outros to Lord Jason Schreier, the legend. Yeah, definitely want to apologize for me missing... 30, 40 minutes of the show again. That's but, all good. Notice yeah. that he's going to play the game after he does the podcast. <laughs> First off, I didn't... I, don't start him. <laughs> don't start him up yet. You don't have to be on it. Just, just, just a little dark. Just a little dark. I'm going to ignore you. That's what <laughs> I do you, all the time. Uh, <laughs> one thing, I, you know, I, I got to give you a shout out, uh, little Jason. Like, you know, obviously you got your haters. And, and I love shutting them down on Twitter because it's so easy. Because yeah. they're like... Oh, this person does this, this person. I was like, then show me, link me another person that does what Jason does. Link mm -hmm. me one person. Mm -hmm. And guess what, Jason? They quiet crickets every time. <laughs> it's no, like no. it's like, look, at the end of the day, you you could disagree with how you handle your Twitter. You could disagree with how mm -hmm. you know your opinions, but you can't disagree with the work. Facts. And, and that's what he does is Facts. and he does it very well. Professionalism, no yeah. doubt. Lord Saab outros the Lord Jason. Jason, I, I mean, you you exude New York attitude. Yes, I love very that. New York. That's, that's because, the best compliment I've gotten. <laughs> that's my and favorite. I, Man, I I, yeah, that. born and raised. Yeah. You don't take you don't take any smack. And sometimes there have been moments when I've disagreed with with how you handled stuff. And then, like you said, it comes right back to you know there'll, there'll be private conversations to sort of ameliorate situations and things like that. So I, I just love that about you. And I, I I wish you you said that outwardly more. That hey. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm just not shutting people down. Right. Um, and with that said, I, I would like to, at some point, have a more in-depth conversation with you about the state of the industry. I would love to, to have that conversation. Let's do it. Hit though. me up anytime. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Solve exclusive. Let's go. Here's it. <laughs> in a few months when I'm, uh, when, when, when you're rested, when you're rested. I'm <laughs> so exhausted <laughs> from this. Yeah. Absolutely. You have to be. Lord King outros. You got your people to stand down. I respect that. <laughs> yeah, you know, leave them alone. Yeah. Um, those, those, those actually was lower rank and file. Uh, <laughs> I, I must say, as a fellow Jets fan, Woo! I know your skin is tough. 
yeah trust me we deal with it all the time um and we got hope this season um <laughs> do we though i was just I, I was, yeah don't worry we'll talk about I that just later telling Cog, <laughs> i was just telling yeah. Cog that like like no matter how much optimism you have for the jets it's like yeah. it's still the jets <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's like please no like please don't mess it up type yeah. of thing. zach wilson man we'll yeah. see i don't know please. i already saw please. i saw this stuff just like last week i saw this stuff about his mom like, oh that yeah we have to shut her down oh please. my god is the jets, oh. is the jets a dude. football team yes. oh god, oh, god. god. Wow. anyway, anyway Jesus. But, 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 but also as a fellow new yorker you know um you put the right person in charge what it is, what of something. It is. Mm-hmm. And that can fix. So we saw with the Knicks, we saw with uh, Microsoft, with you know Phil Dominus, Maximus Aurelius, Spencer <laughs> in in position. We can actually change the culture in certain things, and yes. hopefully we have a bright future. But to you, sir, um, a real journalist, facts. Like you know, and this that's that's why I, I just had to make it really clear to people that it, it's you just don't put journalists under somebody's name. You earn that. And you know you strive very hard for that, and that is that shows in your body of work. Yes. And what I what I like from this latest book is the fact that you gave solutions yes. at the end of the situation, and people need to take that. So instead of putting him, don't talk to Jason. How about you read his book, mm-hmm. and how about you go and say, oh, maybe you should talk to Jason because mm-hmm. if he's the topic of your intro, I think maybe you don't want to work there because that means then there's some underlining problems with the company that you right, don't they, want to. Have you ever have you ever had a lot of like has there ever been a lot of like feedback coming from those studios that they want to clear something up? Or for the most part, once once you reveal reveal the stink, they just they they just stay away from I, it. I just want to say one last thing is Thank you for being the boogeyman in a lot of these dudes' closets. Some <laughs> people be shook, yeah, they be shook. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, yeah no, yeah. to to add it to your question, yeah, usually it's just silence, which is which I think is sad. I think these companies should talk and would like yes. it would be beneficial for them to like put their executives and give them interviews and like mm-hmm. let me tell a fairer story because right. a story is never going to be as fair as it could be unless it gets every voice Absolutely. in the equation. Yes. But these companies never want to do it. These companies like believe that right. if they shut up. Up, then maybe the problems will go away right. and it's i think it's sad i think it's a bummer i'd love to get on the phone with all these all these yeah. execs and all these managers and all these mm-hmm. ceos but uh but yeah mostly it's silence occasionally mm-hmm. someone will talk to me off the record and be like hey actually like try to get me not to talk about something or whatever right. but yeah. mostly it's silence well, look go Jason. Right, absolute pleasure enjoy your sunday brother looking forward yeah, to getting likewise. you back in the room everybody yeah, pick up press time. reset have a yeah. good one, brother. Always cool. a pleasure. Thank you, man. Thanks, yeah, Jason. thanks Take for care, all the brother. all the kind words, everybody. And yeah, see you guys. See you guys next time. No doubt. Peace. Thank you, man. Yeah. Legend, Lord Jason Schreier. No doubt. And of course, Lord Daniel May from LordsofGaming.net pulling up with tremendous article on that book. You know what I'm saying? Tell him what's going on with you. What other cool articles and opinion pieces you got going on at LordsofGaming.net, sir? Well, so obviously I had the review for Press Reset up. That went up last Tuesday. I also wrote an op-ed about how I've seen the things that Jason highlighted in Press Reset in my... It's going to be four years out of college this Mm -hmm. week. Um, And then I promise, even though this is almost like two or three weeks after release, Mm -hmm. we are getting a new Pokemon Snap review. (laughs) I'm almost done with that game. That will be up by the end of the month. That I promise. Bro, I want to shout you out because I'm glad you can make this. 
you know, we always try to reward our writers with stuff like that. Eugene, Hector, I mean, the whole team. You guys kill it. But you've been one of the OGs, and I got I got to give a shout out, you know, to rest in peace to the homie uh, Lord Dizzy because you were his champion. You were his. He was like, I'm telling you, this kid, man. And just to see your growth, I know you work and life sometimes gets in the way, but when you contribute, you're you're clearly one of the best, and it's a pleasure to have you. Extreme professionalism, sky's the limit for you. Always glad to help you and support you. And, yo, check out his articles, y'all. Lordsofgaming.net, man. This guy was Dizzy's number one draft pick, and now mine. <laughs> My <laughs> man. Yeah. Lord Daniel May, brother. Salute to you, brother. Yeah. Enjoy yourself. Daniel, they're, they're calling you Theon Greyjoy. Oh, yo, he do. Yeah. He do. Yes, he do. He do. Yes. <laughs> That's the funniest joint ever. Whoever said that, y'all foul, but it's funny and it, it is true. He do like the... <laughs> I don't know how you want to take that, Daniel. Oh, no, you want to take it. Well, Theon, Theon <laughs> definitely dangerous. The Lord's are game in the building, man. Salute. We're Lords here, for real. <laughs> no All doubt, right. man. A pleasure, brother. Enjoy your Sunday, bro. Will do. Get these super chats. Thank no you, man. No doubt. So, let's get these super chats. Okay, okay. Let me roll back a little bit here. Mm-hmm. We've got... We got Cedric H with the ten dollars super chat. Keep up the great work, Lords. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. Then we got Reggie Mobile Nine with the five dollars super chat. <laughs> Salute to the Lords. <laughs> I wish more journalists would like Jason Schreier. Ruffle some feathers and tell some truths. Less lies and hidden mess. Salute. Yes. Mm-hmm. Facts. Then we got Urban Ninja with the five dollars super chat. Oh, like him already. That's exactly why I didn't jump in myself. Got a comp science, uh, a computer science degree. Just couldn't put myself through that. Yeah, it's uh, game dev is 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 tough. Mm-hmm. Then we got Mr. Bad Bit with the five dollars uh, super chat. Greetings, lords. Random question for Jason. It's been two thousand two hundred forty-four days since the release of Bloodborne. <laughs> When's that sequel happening? Please give me hope. I got to ask that, but I, I don't. I don't think it's ever happening. <laughs> They'll remix it again. Then we have K Mega, ten dollars in the chat. Mega for support. Thank you, brother. Mega. No doubt. Then we have J Dub as a shell with the five dollars super chat. Does anyone know when Returnal will hit the twenty dollar digital bargain pin? Asking for a friend who thinks seventy dollars is a ripoff for Rebugnal. I mean Returnal. In two weeks. Uh, then we have Flav with the $5 super chat. To Jason's point, there's passionate crunch, then there's slave driving. YouTuber Noodle made an excellent video on this with Marty O'Donnell. Noodle, Noodle, Noodle. Yeah, people always have. always try to say, oh, I worked overtime last week. I crunched. It's, de- it's not the same. Yeah, not, the same yeah. not the same. Then we have so petty. So petty with the $10 Ooh. super chat. Just in case any devs are listening, can we get a Quantum Realm Ant-Man game? Okay. Mm. Um, then we have Shawan with the Shawan. $2 super chat. Is there an audio version of Jason's book? Uh, yes. We didn't ask him that, but there, there is an audio is. version. Oh, I spoke is. to him offline. Yeah. Um, it was delayed, so it should be next week. So next okay. week will be the audio. From what I dude, is he narrating it or is it someone no, else? No, someone else the, is it's the dude who plays Noctis. Yes. Uh, ah, okay. plays Noctis from, yep, Final Fantasy. Cool. Look at cool. that. Cool. Oh, he's on it, on it. Then we have Dan Lazaro, $5 super chat. Addict gonna show up late and not brush his hair or anything. <laughs> that nickname is fitting today. Jesus. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Why y'all worry about my man here? <laughs> kind of weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 they care too much about criticism. your spirits. I'd take that criticism a little bit more if it was a woman, but you would do. 
Addicts World. Let's Addicts go. World. Addicts Gamers World. Play. That's facts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he woke up now. He's woke up. Yeah, yeah, he's awake. He's awake. He's awake. Thank you for waking Smoke. him up. There we have it. Gamers Play with the $5. Shout out to the Lords of New York. Respect to Jason Schreier. Go next. Oh, no doubt. Go New York. That's right. He knows. Salute. What else we got? Then we have Brett Bingham with the $20 super chat. Mm-hmm. I'm a very skeptical person by nature. However, I'm cautiously optimistic that a storm is brewing at Xbox. Mm-hmm. And Phil Spencer, mm-hmm. Bane of Jim Ryan, mm-hmm. Bane of Sony, mm-hmm. Zeus Incarnate oh is going to throw bolts at E3. Phil will be smiting fools. Wow. Very dominant talk. Let's hope. Uh-huh. Um, the man who got them horns. Oh, I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> Absolutely. We got playing through Emmy One Remaster. Remind me of one thing I always knew. Ashley's a space racist quote. Oh, I can't, wow. I can't tell the aliens from the animals. Yeah, a- a- Ashley. Hashtag, I'm not reading that. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah read that second part. Okay. Yeah, I'm not reading that. But thank you. Mass Effect 2 love. Salute. Okay. The truth hurts. The truth hurts. I know. Yeah, I know. It's hard. Yeah, I know. It's just, you know, listen, I came to a realization with Cog over the um at the barbecue. <laughs> that, he's wrong. Uh, he's wrong. No, no, yeah. no. It's, it's, <laughs> we have to we have to accept this, right? Yeah. If if the first one doesn't lay the groundwork, oh yeah, we we said that. Yeah, I said one that. doesn't show I've up. Always said that. It's supposed to. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. It's supposed to be better than the first and it's you know, supposed to do things that are I understand where you stand with it because mm-hmm. I stand with you Solve. Mm-hmm. I stand oh, with you just, just to be I, I know yourself you're no just just okay. he, he said I just revealed myself no you know what's funny the, the beef you, that I have I with them uh-huh. God, the beef with, that I have with the Mass Effect 2 crew is their thing was okay don't improve on it just eliminate it. Oh, Kill it. <laughs> but, but I love y'all. I love y'all. Malik Tyler, $5. Yes, that? please. <laughs> you know what's going to happen. <laughs> it's Lawrence, just waiting on E3 so I can see what Microsoft got. Also, Battlefield 6. Yes. That's no yeah. no Everybody's been... And, 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 and stop and stop calling for Andy McNamara's head, please, people. This yeah, is let's ridiculous. Stop. Let's stop. They, they, stop they champion that game, but don't go buy the game when it comes out. This is yeah. stop, stop, stop it. Stop yeah. capping for. But well, what it is, they have because it's modern this time. There's no more four yeah. scores seven yeah. years ago. Yeah, <laughs> they don't want that. Yeah, we support. Yeah, support. Then out. we got Suicide Kings, two dollars super chat. Note to addict: You pay her to leave. Oh, <laughs> no, wow. just that. Oh. Look, I, I was gonna say some crazy stuff, but this is the Lord's day, so you know. It's the Lord's uh, day. I'm just gonna say I wish it was that easy, but you know. Ooh, okay. Sometimes okay. your moms won't leave. <laughs> oh, oh wow. stop it! Stop. Wow. Next, stop. Next. Next. Stop. time. <laughs> Yo, oh, so, so someone can take a shot at me, but I can't take. No, shots I, get it. No, I get it. I get it. That, I get it. That, that was a. Uh, that was a. Uh, who's the dude that punches in the nuts all the time? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I yeah. love. <laughs> it's all jokes. Hey, people time. know it's all jokes. <laughs> anyway, um, that's it, son. We caught up. Yeah, we are all right. Caught back. Up, Let's finish so. the topic. Twenty years of Xbox mm-hmm. being, um, Lord Attic man. Twenty years of Xbox. What it mean to you? And um, also your Halo situation, game of the year situation. Uh, 20 years, man. I, I remember it, it's it's been a long 20 years. <laughs> you, it's your young self. <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, it's not my fault. Like, uh, you be acting, you know what? <laughs> I made you. Know, you know, I got it. That's how I get you going. That's how I get you going. Let's go. So, I, I remember, you know, back in the day playing, playing Halo. Ooh. I didn't really get into Gears, but, mm-hmm. you know, it's always been one of those things that Xbox has definitely been one of like the pillars of my life, mm-hmm. nice. and it, it, it you know obviously PlayStation, Nintendo has too. But mm-hmm. you know, 
people can say what they want about the Xbox brand. Without mm-hmm. the Xbox brand, I don't think the gaming industry would be the same. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I I think that we would have got to where we are with the internet. Yeah. But I think Microsoft excelled it by like five years. Right. So you know, it's hard to tell. Like Microsoft inventing the online scene the way they did for consoles, yeah. it it it, it could have. Without that, we don't. We might not even be where we are with it, it, in terms of internet infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Obviously, when when something evolves in one area, the the cable company's got to take it to the next area to to incorporate. Yo, the people people are making a lot. There's a lot of money to be made in this internet stuff, man. We 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 got to improve it. So mm-hmm. like, you know, people. Uh, one thing I have to say too is. I think that we have Microsoft to thank for where the first-person shooter market is. Because I, I think that mm. Halo elevated it on console, mm-hmm. but Call yeah. of Duty is what put it to the next level. But I, I agree but with you because, not to cut you, you made a, uh, I'm not going to let you go run past that. P- prior to Halo, the the consensus was you really can't do it can't be done console I mean without mouse and keyboard or mouse yeah. and keyboard yeah. on joint. And don't get me, we had Golden and all that stuff before, but nothing was on Halo's level. At mm-hmm. that time, that changed the game and proved that not only could it be done, it was revolutionary because even King, we've had this discussion before, AI, lighting, it was also yeah. a graphical showpiece in conjunction with... The story. Yeah, the story. I, I mean, it merged everything at a point where we didn't see that. And mm-hmm. it was it was, uh, it was was a unicorn standing in the field. So they, when it, it made people take notice. You know, when, when it gets mm-hmm. to me, I'll talk to how yeah. I feel about it. So I'm sorry it. You know, I honestly think that we're seeing an evolution in racing games because of Forza. Yeah. You know, clearly, sooner or later, someone's got to catch up with them in quality. Mm-hmm. And if if you don't have that quality, then and what what's crazy is Microsoft is dominating a genre that isn't locked out, like mm-hmm. like a Madden or or like a Two K, like like people can compete with them, but the game is so dominant. Mm-hmm. That no one wants to try, really. But you, you know, Attic, that was competition because for mm-hmm. a long time, Sony had a lock on it with Gran Turismo, yeah. and yeah. the Forza team took that challenge. And I didn't really think they was ever going to beat uh, Gran Turismo, to be honest with you, because I remember not even a car racing dude, but getting Gran Turismo Sovereign knows that we will get the Japanese game and and, and play it before it even came out because that was the pinnacle of racing. Mm -hmm. And to your point at it, for them to meet the challenge and to exceed them in every damn category Mm -hmm. speaks volumes to that studio and Microsoft as a whole. I think you're on to something, sir. I'm sorry, I gotta change the subject. Right. Shout out to Daniel, man. He literally changed his avatar on Twitter to Theon Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> yo, I can't. Shout out. I'm, yo, That's shout out to Gondor's Condor, y'all. Peep your man. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. He literally changed his Twitter to this. I'm like, yo, he's messy. Salute to him. Continue. <laughs> I had and to then, show and then, that. You know, the next thing about Halo, like, mm. look, like, I get it. I love Halo. I've always loved Halo. Yeah. Halo's one of the... I think I've always gravitated more towards Fable than Halo when yeah. it comes to like the original Xbox titles. Yeah. But like, let's be real here, you guys. There's nothing they could do to ever get Halo to where it was. Mm-hmm. And the only reason that is, is because back when Halo was popping, there was no Fortnite. There was no Warzone. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, 
it's not necessarily that Halo's fallen from grace, which it has a little bit. Mm-hmm. It, it is that the competition around Halo has grown to or above Halo. Right. And it's like, look, like at the end of the day, Halo's still a beloved franchise, mm-hmm. but how do you compete with Fortnite? How right. do you compete? I mean, they had to make the multiplayer a, a free to play just to even mm-hmm. remotely compete with mm-hmm. it. And what? That? But what if that hits, though, Attic? What if that really does hit? People are excited to play something that's free. And what is oh, it so on that, everything? They had to make it free. They had to make it free. Right. But what? I, I think you answered your own question there, right? How do they bring back that greatness? I think that's... But the thing is, is when it comes to... When it comes to the overall skill. Fortnite mm-hmm. takes skill to play at the higher level. Mm-hmm. But it's not as skillful to play at the casual level when you're just walking in. You mm-hmm. get in there, do your couple games, leave, and then you can just unplug. Right. Halo's not like that. Halo has a very a weird skill gap that a lot of casual people can't get into. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things that I see people always talking about, they love comparing it to casual games. Mm-hmm. And it's not a casual game. It, I don't know. Anyone in here thinking Halo's a casual game, go play Halo 5 right now. No, I get what you're saying. And, and, and you it, jump in there I mean, but, to nothing but, have, but sweaties, man. So what like, about a comparison to Warzone, right? All right, forget about because Fortnite is on another level, right? Fortnite is, is that game that appeals to everybody, right? It'll appeal, it'll appeal to a, an eight-year-old kid as well as a 35-year-old man. What about comparing it to Warzone and how it could function in that space? You know what the difference between Halo and Warzone is right now? Warzone is still capitalizing off of Fortnite because it's a battle royale game. Yeah, I think Halo needs to go that route. Oh, they doing yeah, that? I think for it. sure. Yeah. We, I we're think talking. that's yeah. happening. You know, what whether it's it comes like, out at launch is another story. It's, it's like, no, it's something Halo, has to to give in that space with that game. And at the end of the day, I got to call you out, Brad. Got you. Oh, oh, like, oh, oh, like ah, going after the chakla. At the end of the day, <laughs> I would prefer them to aim more towards what I want as a Halo fan. <laughs> what people want as Halo. No, let's be real here. Uh, no, they, they, they got to go towards the Halo f- fans. They got to. Like, okay. I get it. Like, in order to open it up to the, to the masses, mm-hmm. the casual open up is making it free to play. Okay. That's okay. But at the end of the day, when it comes to that game in general, I want them to try to appeal to a Halo fan, then try to casualize the game up, mm. and then lose the Halo fan. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. only real way that you get to that point is have high quality or is it or it changes the industry. Right. Look, I don't think Halo's going to be like a low quality game or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to, to Halo, they got more to worry about than God of War. God of War only worries about one aspect, a single player driven experience. Right. Like Halo is one of the few open first person shooters or, or shooters in general. That they can't just get away with one or the other. Right. They yeah. gotta do well, both of them. Let, let me let me ask you this. Slow mo is actually saying something I was thinking about. Like what what do you say to like, okay, we can admit that Halo on some level lost a little bit of appeal as opposed to its hey. So what about the mindset addict of like, well, don't you want that base, that that casual base, that you know, the Fortnite, the, the Warzone guys to come in and, and, and evolve. Not that you got to completely casualize Halo, but with that mode or just bring, you got to bring those people in to take it to the next level? The thing is, is to bring those people in, you have to casualize the game. And I don't want to casualize in the game. I, I've i seen beloved franchises of mine mm-hmm. make moves 
to get a bigger audience and it made for a worse product in general okay. final fantasy people didn't like the art the the, the turn bases they got so much criticism so 12 mm -hmm. they decide they're going to go away from the turn base 10 is the last game i love okay. like, definitely they, addicts, every year it gets more and more casual mm -hmm. and i'm sure there's people in this comp this chat right now mm -hmm. that has a franchise that they love Right. That they tried to chase the bag <laughs> instead of chasing the fans. Okay, fair enough. So, so, but are you against like modern updates? Remember when it was ADS and Sprint? Some people were are hardcore mad against that. Are you against that too? Like, no, I'm not against that because to okay. me that doesn't make Halo. Okay. Like, I've never talked to a Halo fan. I'm like, you know what? What? What do you like about Halo? They've never said, you know what, addict? I like you can't run. <laughs> you, know, you know what else I like, addict? I like that you can't. You can't aim down sights. I, I've okay. never felt like that's Halo. Halo yeah. is about map control. Okay. Halo so, is about okay, I got you. leveraging the map to win the game. Don't change the the the, the core gameplay, so to speak, as opposed to modernizations or certain things. I, okay, I got you. I, I, I'm moving on. Let me get a little solved, man. Um, let's get back. Focus. Twenty years of Xbox first, and uh, just in the Halo event. I mean, twenty years is crazy, man. Mm -hmm. uh, Xbox is special for 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 us as a group. You guys um, can age shame me. At least I'm older than Xbox. <laughs> barely, just barely, just barely, just barely. Salute to you. But it's really special for us as a group because if you remember when they announced Xbox, a lot of the uh, sort of the re the reaction in the industry was. Nah, we don't nah. believe that they're in it yeah, for the I, long. I we don't believe yeah, we don't believe that too. they're serious, right? Mm -hmm. We don't believe they're serious. And I remember me being, you know, I was I was super optimistic just because I'm like, look, man, my Sega's gone, mm -hmm. and like yeah, and it, and mm. this is this company we that's coming blood. in to sort of yeah to sort of take over those reins, right? I mean, the the black box. It just mm -hmm. felt like. Even if we didn't even know about those sort of connections between Sega and Xbox at the time, mm -hmm. it felt like that was the replacement. Yeah. And 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 so I was all in and I wasn't worried about, you know, people saying these are the Windows guys, this isn't gonna work or whatever. I was super excited. And I just I remember specific moments. Like I remember King, me, uh, Lord Rick, um, Lord uh Jose. Ooh, we went the day that that console went up for pre-order, we go to the Manhattan Mall, mm -hmm. we go to EB Games. Everybody gets their pre-orders, right? And I just remember us going to breakfast after that, being so excited for, for Halo, mm -hmm. and Project Gotham, and Dead or Alive 3. Like, and just, it, it, it was just a special time. And then the day we went to pick up our consoles, I remember we were pissed off because we didn't realize that EB Games was beholden to when the mall, when the mall, all with the mall open. <laughs> so everybody who got their stuff from a store that was out in the street, had 6 a.m., 7 a.m., 8 a.m. openings for yep. the console. We had to wait till 10, 30, maybe 11 o'clock for the yep. mall to open for us <laughs> to get our that. console. So we were pissed off because you were right outside yeah. at, the, at the GameStop across the street or whatever we yep. called back. No, that was Electronic Boutique. It was yeah, Electronic Boutique, yeah. Yep. Yeah, on the corner, yeah. yeah. And it was something else. And, and we were just like, man, we should have done that, but whatever. So we had to wait. Yeah. Um, but I just remember that first day, man, I threw on the first day. I, I went from le least excitement to most excitement, right? Yeah, we always so do I, that. I, I threw on Project Gotham. 
Yeah. And I'm like, this yeah. is King, we always do that. We throw, throw them yeah. in sequence. Yeah. In sequence, yeah. Facts. And, and, you say the best was, for the last one. Yeah. Well, last, right? Facts. And so we talk did that. that. And so. I and I fell down this rabbit hole of ripping all of my tracks to the to the to the console. Yeah, right? so yeah. Custom soundtrack on there. And I'm playing Project Gotham, Woo! getting kudos, getting kudos points. I was like, oh, this is amazing. As a fan of Metropolis Street Racer on the Dreamcast, I'm yeah. like, this is it. This yes. is yes. amazing. Yes. So then after that, we went to Dead or Alive. And you know our history with Dead or Alive. Oh, yes. right? yes. All the way back to the original Saturn, Dead or Alive was yes. 60 FPS, beautiful, the unshaven. <laughs> Yo, and to see what that game looked like on that Xbox. Woo, yes. It was jaw-dropping. Yes. It was so amazing to see that game on that Xbox. And I played that for a couple of hours, and I said, all right, let me have some dinner, and then it's time to put the show on. Oh, yeah. And I throw Halo. on Halo. And we get the music, through the music see, immediately I, I hits you. just right there. Yep, yep. The, the music hits you. The fact Woo! that when you're escaping the pillar of autumn, mm. um, and, and you and you realize that you have a flashlight on your gun that that illuminates dark areas. It's crazy. And then when you finally land on Halo and you see the scope of the game, and it's like Whoa, what Whoa. is this here? I I hung up, I called King, I called Cog. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, have y'all played Halo yet? He's like, no, nah, yeah. we haven't played it yet. Stop, Stop what you're doing to play Halo. Yeah. Play Halo. <laughs> Stop whatever you're doing, play Halo. Um, Woo. And for me, and, and, and that was it. I was in on Xbox since that moment. Yeah. And there have been ups and there have been downs that, you know, the greatness with the 360, mm -hmm. the missteps with the Xbox One. Mm -hmm. But I do, like Addict said, they, they, they've done things and pushed the industry forward in ways that I think we'd be way behind on if they hadn't I taken I mean, they're those doing risks. it right now with Game Pass. Yeah, mm -hmm. they're doing it right now again. Yeah, they they continue to take, yeah, they continue to that. get, to take punches to the face um, for the industry to sort of accept new norms. Yes. And, and I don't think that's changing anytime soon. I'm excited at the fact now that the, the changes that they're making, people are, ex gamers are excited for it as well, right? And these investments that they made in Bethesda and all that stuff, to me, it's just, a, I'm very excited for the future of Xbox as a brand. Um, I just really think they finally figured it out and they're using their 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 muscle, their, their wallet mm -hmm. <laughs> to make it happen. Um, I know Jason mentioned he doesn't like the consolidation, and I understand. I understand those concerns. Right. But when you have competition coming from the Amazons and the Googles and stuff like that, right. whose whose core sort of Tencent. gameplay philosophy yeah. and Tencent, right? Their philosophy is different than what we know as as core gamers and console gamers and PC yeah. gamers. I, I don't mind the big three making investments to sort right. of shore up their position in the, yeah, in the industry. I wanted, what I wanted to jump on, because I, I, I know we had time, limited time, because I wanted to push back on it right. further with that, because, you know, we talk about volatility, but at the same time, what these acquisitions are doing is actually giving stability. stability. And, stability. and I wanted to really, but I was like, damn, we ain't got enough time. Then that's going to devolve right. into another argument. I, I mean, not an mm -hmm. argument, but a discussion. And, you know, should salute to Jason. But, yeah, um, yeah I, I agree with you on that one, so. The stability and the fact that they are trying to be hands off and let these creators yes, be creative, as opposed and to with that, with, but with that cushion of knowing, hey, your job is secure. Like, make right. the game you want to make. Right. Um, I, I think we need more of that in the industry. So I'm excited and, for them. You know what's funny? Saw me and uh, Kyle was talking about that last mm -hmm. night. Is mm -hmm. like, for some reason, this is narrative that people go on that like they're not buying bad studios. Like yeah, no. these studios with. A limited budget, a limited, limited budget. Right. In a fraction of some of these have grown a double almost. Mm -hmm. Like they they've made fantastic games. Like yep. like 
I think Obsidian's their best buy, to be honest with you, out of all of them. Because you you see Obsidian, and when it looks at their past, Obsidian, I was talking to Cog last night. What is Obsidian not made in the RPG world? I yeah. forgot they made Quartor 2. They made they made Fall in New Vegas. Mm-hmm. They, they, yeah. they made South Park Sick of Truth. Mm-hmm. I mean, and then you look Stick over there to... Yeah. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said stick of destiny. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. Um. South Park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. It. Yeah. I think Obsidian. Obsidian with money. Ooh, it's kind of. It's kind of crazy. And it is very scary. With money. With money. With money. Yeah. And I. And I think it comes. It comes back to like these studios have made some great games with small budgets, and now they're able to take those ideas and and, and blow them out a little bit more. And That's even if they hope. don't, and even if they don't, mm-hmm. they just, they have the structure and they have the stability to make, even if they want to make a small game, yeah. they don't have to worry about where that next paycheck is coming mm-hmm. from. And that's so big. Um, so to the Halo question, man, I really want Halo to be big. And, and I think the free to play thing helps it sort of reach that larger audience. Yeah. Um, but I think at the core, like Addict said, the single player has to be there. The yes. story has to be there yes. to appeal to the core Halo and, fan. And th- that's the biggest thing I had is no other shooters being held to those standards anymore. Mm, no, yeah. you don't see people. You know what? I'll call it. God's story is oh, a God's story right? Is lit. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't see people yeah, saying I that. that. I, hope, I hope Battlefield stories lit. Yeah, I, I feel that. That's a good point. Like, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, heavy is the like heavy is the like, call, is the like mm-hmm. Halo. Is gonna get spear bombed from it's, two different directions. It's just, it's just, it's just <laughs> fair. Okay. Yeah. It's just fair. Well, okay. Um, we never wanted you, Xbox. Mm. Here we go. You weren't my choice. <laughs> oh, don't let, don't let them clip this. No. <laughs> we, 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 I don't, I don't care if they clip. <laughs> but, uh, they, they can clip it. They, they can write it with? down. They can post it on the wall. They can do whatever the hell yeah. they want to do. So how I said my Sega, right? Yeah, I said my I, Sega. I, I, I wanted, I wanted my Sega. I feel that. But Sega was uh, a, a tale of two companies mm-hmm. trying to exist as one, mm-hmm. and it was not to be. Um, so Microsoft and, and their lineage with Sega, if people don't know, I, I suggest you go research that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are the spiritual successor. I told you whenever there's a void in the so big Someone said Xbox was King's rebound. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, she is. Beautiful in, in, in every way. She stepped up to the plate and she tried to make me forget about my forgotten love. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she passed mm-hmm. untimely. You know, <laughs> Yo, um, you know the, the Dreamcast was an untimely death. It was yeah. an untimely death. She went very suddenly and into the fight, <laughs> and uh, along comes Xbox. And I'm trying to make me forget all the Sega love. And I'm telling you, any Xbox fan knows, they, and, and I know y'all probably started on Sega mm-hmm. and throughout the years, because you hear all these Xbox dudes buy Sega. There's a reason why we yeah, want you to right. buy nah, Sega. You're right, you're right. You you're understand? Right. Because right. we want that old thing back. We want our old one-two back. Mm-hmm. We ah. like those moves that we used to do. Ah. You understand? Ah. So <laughs> we, we got... CEOs throughout the years, and I can tell I you all like we about need an the, AA meeting for Sega people. <laughs> it is what it is, but I can tell you about my the, the first time we went to all these shows. And Microsoft has always been great at this. They've always been great at public relations, being with the public, out with the public, showing their products. And I can we we have countless shows and stuff. If we think back, we were there. Mm-hmm. We were doing these things with it, and they endeared us to it. 
We have different CEOs at different times that did great things. You know, I want to definitely give a shout out to Steve Ballmer because without him, it would have ended. The role would have ended and he mm -hmm. went forth and he put back that, that ring of death could have killed any console developer on this planet. And he made sure that he blocked that and that did not happen. Um, there's, there's people along the way that kept things going and it was people that tried to tank us like the Don. Mm -hmm. But along come Phil. Along <laughs> comes a little shining light that's from the company and it's so indicative of Microsoft's uh, uh, appeal of how the company is. He grew from inside the company to become the highest part so far in his in the in that area that he's in to become Phil Dominus Maximus Aurelius Spencer. <laughs> and as Addict said, stated, throughout the years, Microsoft has innovated in different areas of gaming that push stuff forward that we have now. And shout out to Jason Ronald with Quick yeah, Resume. Quick Resume is amazing. And, mm -hmm. You know, um, it, it's little things that we don't know that we need, that they know that, that we need, and they're implementing it in ways that makes the quality of life. Or, that's why when I had to tell Jason, uh, my PlayStation was a waste for me for now. Right. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful for June. But Microsoft, from the day one, from the day I got that box, from the second I got that box, it has mm -hmm. shown its worth to me and, and, and hopeful to the future. So here's to the first 20 years, mm. and hopefully the next 20 more. I know we won't have Phil for the next 20 years, Facts. but I'm going to say this. Mm -hmm. Love this space that we're in now, now. Yeah, good point. because the 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 money before the money was off it was like either the game they were working on the games and the, the money wasn't there yep. or money was there and the games weren't there mm -hmm. this is a part right now where the money and the games are meeting right and i know why dudes are fearful i know that's all i had to say why is halo held to this standard where call of duty nobody's worried about their story you know <laughs> or, or stuff like this i know the frustration in that because it's fair because and if keep Halo in mind, like we're not giving years. them an excuse. Oh, like, no, no, we're not. Like we're just saying, we're just being real. Like Halo is held to a different standard than any other first-person shooter on the market. We're just keeping mm -hmm. it real. If if Halo is to be game of the year, and it probably won't be my game of the year, right? I, I'm I'm gonna keep it a buck. It probably it probably be a game I love, mm -hmm. but I, I don't go with the consensus what other people do, but. Facts. For it to reach that game of the year status, it has to hit a lot of things. I hope it is. Right. I hope for somebody out there that picks up that game, it's everything they expect it to be and want it to be. And I hope it sparks a whole new generation going forward for the next 20 years. Mm -hmm. Just but love the time that we're in, love the space that we're nice. in. And because this space might not be here the next go round. Yeah. You yep. know? Good point. Yeah, I'll jump in. Um yeah, I mean, King, you got you killed that game. Mostly all your points. Um, yeah, for the first part, twenty years Xbox. That's that's crazy. Right? It's, it's, it's nuts. It's funny because as a Sega kid, same thing. Like you know, obviously we saw what was going on 
And I immediately went beeline to PlayStation. Yeah, it was no shame mm-hmm. in my game. I was like, I, well, you said soft no. I betrayed Sega. I, I, I hit them with the red wedding when they did the two ninety nine. I was like, <laughs> I'm over here on behalf the 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 Sony PlayStation gives its regards to them. <laughs> and I was out. And I was out. And I betrayed them because I was like, this is what I want. I like these three D graphics, and they were pushing stuff forward. So when Xbox got announced, I'm like, eh, you know what I'm saying, like. What they doing? Like, yeah. what they, you know, I thought they was fraud. I'm gonna be front. I ain't gonna lie. I was like, I don't see why they trying to get. I thought it was just trying to throw a bag, and they wasn't really mm-hmm. serious. So when it hit for me, it's obviously it's two things. One, you drop November fifteenth on the kid's mm-hmm. birthday. So it's like, okay, it's my birthday. Then you debut in New York City. Bill Gates, The Rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, damn, it's kind of meant to be. I got a cop. That, you know what I'm saying? So you yeah. got that, you know, and then as a techie, I always love the platform. If you're a tech, if you love advancements in tech, if you love to see how... Xbox always made me push forward because it's like yep. hard drive in the box. You know, shout out mm-hmm. to Crap. I was on his show yesterday with, with this. You know, Ethernet embedded. Mm-hmm. Again, not saying that it was the first, but they were the first to combine all these things, do it well, and at a high level. Then you mm-hmm. got the custom soundtracks that Solves taking. I ripped m- whole albums into this mm-hmm. joint. You know what I'm saying? So, you got that. Then it was like, let's be real. It's like, each generation, iteration. Then it's like, 360 comes out, and it's like, yo, King, yo, we gotta get rid of our big back TVs. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 1780 yeah. eyes out. Shout out, to, shout out to Rick. Yeah, shout you know what I'm saying? Shout out to Rick pushing <laughs> the game. HD for like we gotta get rid of the, the big back TVs is over. No more 480i. When you yeah. saw 720p, we laugh at 720p now, but 720p yeah. back then, Lit. and we were saying yeah. they were saying that was the standard, and we were like, oh my god, the fidelity, look at the jump. Lit. And you brought That's someone true. over your house that didn't have HD, and they like, oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. This, this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I remember, do you remember MVP Baseball 2005 yes, and 720, 720p widescreen? Woo, yes. Widescreen. Widescreen. Yeah, that's when the TVs went wide. We had to sit there. That's what we learned about 16 by yeah, 9. Yeah, we started yeah. learning about aspect ratio. Woo, aspect ratio, like about the, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's so many iterations of Xbox. Each one forced us to learn tech. OG made your network learn because Xbox yeah. Live. Then it's like, you got this, and then Xbox Live come out. Oh boy. You know what I'm saying? I was They killed our Saturdays, but oh, bro, they killed our Saturdays. You know what I'm saying? You can stay for the crib. You can do it for the crib. We talk it. We like, yo, then King. You remember the first time I heard you? You did? You did? You, you did? <laughs> <laughs> and then King, keep it real. See, these gamers now, you know what I'm saying? No disrespect. Yeah. But we come from them OG Call of Duty lobbies, them OGs yes. when ah. the disrespect was Bad high. Racism. I love the racism. Loose. The racism. You, Some of my best friends was racist. <laughs> I, I and you did not want to lose to these dudes in these, these yes. lobbies. You know what I'm saying? So nothing, nothing worse than talking all that smack and coming back in that lobby. And, all. <laughs> and then they, you got to yep. hear they mouth. You just... You oh. just, you just Nah, I just stayed quiet. You just stay quiet. He got a hold of it. He told me the most disrespectful thing he told me. Yeah. He said, the reason why you can't shoot your fingers too greasy from the chicken. Oh, and wow. And I said, yo. I said, yo. I said, I got you. I said some racist <laughs> stuff to him, too. I said, I got it was you. Bad. It was toxic, yes. But shout out. But he was one of my best friends, though. Shout out yeah. to yeah. Xbox 
360 now, realizing how crazy it got. Remember, Kasav, they had regular, they had underground. They underground. <laughs> yeah, if you was about to smoke, no, you could host bar. Yo, no, you know, you, one thing I don't like that they changed yeah. is the voice modulator. Yeah, yeah remember that? Yeah. Talk yeah. like Darth Vader. Yeah, yes, yes. Yo, so, I found out one, one dude that we was playing with, yeah. and I thought this dude was older yes. than the voice Later. Yes. It was a little kid, little man. kid with the voice modulators. Yo, but remember, your like, kid, yo. you gotta go do a funny one. It's pre-connect. Remember the Xbox camera. Oh, yeah. Remember, remember. Shout out to Uno, Uno after dogs. Uno. <laughs> Uno after. You jump inside the room. I remember. I never know. No, Dave's room that's, was not locked. I jumped in there. I said, to this "Oh, day. yo, Uno after <laughs> dark when the camera go on and all type of situations." <laughs> All that's type still, of situations. That, that, that still happens to the, this day. You oh, it's still going on? Yeah. Oh, oh man, yo, Uno, Uno after dark. Real ones, though. Yeah, Uno after dark. Uno after yo, dark. You knew, you knew, <laughs> you knew how dirty somebody was right. when you knew, when you saw Uno. <laughs> yeah, so we, we had people in the chat asking if these people were real racist or just racist. No, 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 they were friends. Racist. It was, yo, yeah, yeah, some people. And, and the thing is, to be honest, there were times like you know you you have people that come in there are straight racist yeah. and the fact that you continue to interact with them mm -hmm. like honestly that there changed. were some people that really some people change yeah like, some people change it, it's like crazy that. to think about in that toxic of an environment right but it happened but it, it happened. definitely it happened. happened I had one dude and you know um because we wind up one of his people switched off or whatever mm -hmm. and my team left and I wind up going on his team mm -hmm. and then he started asking me like questions because yeah. then you know. That they are not in the same environment yeah. as, as you. And the, how right. is it in New York? Mm -hmm. Is it a lot? Yeah, of you would get that. Yeah, and stuff well, where like you that. From? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, and then that bridges the gap. That changes a whole lot of things. And and I can only attribute that to Xbox Live. Absolutely, because again, you had groups of gamers that would never interact with each other from oh, so yeah. many different places. We were so cool to hear someone over overseas or over the world. Oh, yes. When you hear someone with an accent, right? Remember, yes. that was a big thing. You'd be yes. like, where you Yo, from? You from France? You from, you from Fr <laughs> where? Yo, remember Xbox, remember Xbox to, to, to be honest people? With you. Yes. Mm -hmm. and, and it was that one dude in Africa who light was on. Mm -hmm. You know, you remember when you looked at the map and everybody who was on, mm -hmm. I forgot what game, the first time, was it 360? Mm -hmm. And you turned on Xbox 360, then you saw Xbox Live, it and then it showed, showed you the, the world map. Yes, 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 and yes. it had one ping in Africa. Yes, yes. I was like, wow. Yeah, I wonder, bro. It was, I wonder what's going on yeah, over it was, here. It was transformative. <laughs> but just to, to finish up, you know, they really they really don't get enough credit for each generation pushing the genre forward. Because as much as we laugh about Xbox One and, and, and stuff, but digital gaming is where it ended up going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a lot, you know, and- Dudes and, was fighting that. Yeah. I was fighting that. I mean, they invented Xbox Live with the original Xbox mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. and then with the 360, they was like, yo, we, we, we doing good, but let, they, they, they didn't just stay safe. Right. Let's just, mm -hmm. let's just keep pushing this right. area that we're pushing. Right. When they were making that 360, what can we do to make it better? Yeah, we'll make it better. Right. And then the blades and all that. So salute to them, man. Last point, obviously where we are now, game Please, please. You know what I'm saying? Say, yeah, all these great things, man. Salute to them. 20 years of Xbox is tremendous. I want to see how they continue to celebrate it. I'll, the Halo Infinite thing, I'll keep it quick. You know, the Game of the Year stuff does not matter to me. I just want the game to be good. I want a yeah. solid, coherent campaign that's not mishmash. I want a story that is told well, do service to him. Long as as long as Attic gets his hardcore multiplayer, and yeah. I wouldn't be opposed to a, either if a battle royale style mode gets added later or whatever. I have a feeling mm -hmm. they're gonna do uh... yeah, like just you know appease to all the bases. Try to make it you know 
as accessible as possible. But that's what I got. Let's get these last two. Let's double up and, and then get up out of it. Any super chats off? Yeah, we actually have a few. Hold on mm -hmm. a second. Uh... Brett Bingham, $5 super chat. Now that Bethesda has more financial backing from Microsoft, Morgan Freeman needs to narrate the next four hours. <laughs> that would be cool. I would like that, actually. I would like that. There we got Slowbo Backslap, $5 super chat. Who won the debate, Sal? Thank you. Sour grapes for those who enjoy bad controls. Great show as always. I don't, I don't understand the rest I'm of the I'm not making it. Slow, get this is slow. Just, just don't don't mistake me giving you props for being a Mass Effect encyclopedia for saying that you won. <laughs> oh. Don't mistake that. Um, go enjoy your dating simulator. Oh my God! I'm, so I'm, not, gonna, I'm not gonna. Even I love you, slow. <laughs> I'm not gonna even make comments on Mass Effect. <laughs> yes, please. Then we have Urban Ninja with five dollars in the chat. Again, the man speaks facts. Map yeah. control is God and Halo, just like Quake and Doom long ago. Oh, he loving that yeah. talk. Man. Very important. Very mm -hmm. important. And then we have Brett Bingham, five dollars in the chat. Damn, King, you took us down a dark road with Sega. It, it, it was a dark road. That's for it, sure. It, it felt bad for me. I was um, there from a long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then we have the Wise Old Gamer. We have a super chat from him, and we have a regular chat that I wanted to read from, from Wise Old Gamer. Um, we got Wise Old Gamer. 20 years ago, I was diagnosed with my first case of cancer. Mm. My friends bought me an Xbox so that we could still play together online via mm. Xbox Live. I lost one of those friends recently. Mm. Uh Love to love Xbox for the memories. Thank oh, you to Xbox salute. for the memories. Oh, damn. Salute, brother. Mm -hmm. uh, we have Drunken Ninja, $5 super chat. Gotta respect the beard. Built a next gen console with almost no hardware issues. Mm -hmm. Salute. Oh, yeah. Salute, salute, yeah. Salute. salute to Jason Ronald, the team. One mm -hmm. bad mother, $5 super chat. Oh, Shout out to the Iron Lords, Xbox Live, Alpha Tester, and the mayor, <laughs> Lord Cognito. <laughs> no one upping Enrique on his own show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're talking about that bit. I was like, I, I was Alpha, sir. You know what I'm saying? It was a fun time. Shout out to <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to shout out to from bad mother shout out to uh, slow and shout out to bad bit was, was, i mean bad bit yeah. uh, big cloud that we had a, a fa fantastic show man these these old bastards were tip of the spear yes, that's yes, who yes, we yes, were yes, yes, <laughs> yes we were pixel bit g five dollars super chat this is the first time in the history of xbox that it's not a side project halo will be my game of the year based on time enjoyed by me mm. cheers lord that's oh, right boy. don't let nobody judge if you enjoy yeah. it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then we have Flame with the $5 Super Chat. Shout out to Xbox for giving me the first game I played and beat by myself when I was a kid. That being Fable. Looking Ooh. at you, Playground, take me back. Oh, you know, you know, Addicts about Hopefully, that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, you guys think I've ranted in the past? Let me mess up Fable. Let me mess up Fable. They're going to have to come see you. We're going to have Man, some Fable same, dissertations. Look, that, that same day, we, we about to get disowned by everybody. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have to distance myself from you when you read. Yeah. Yeah, you, you better, man. <laughs> <laughs> if you even sense Fable's bad, bad, you better start distancing yourself then. Uh, uh, <laughs> Listen then we up. have the wise old gamer five dollars super chat i'm happy how xbox made more than a box they made a community where like-minded people can get together yes. before xbox we were solitary now yes. we are legion Ooh, mm -hmm. bars okay then we got drunken right. ninja four dollars super chat ninja. xbox really revolutionized multiplayer yes no doubt on deck. you already know that is for sure. I think. Hold on a second, drunken ninja. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're good. We're caught up. All right, cool. Let's get these two quick hitting kind of bang bang. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, say kings ready. Yeah, PlayStation Studios, y'all. You know what I'm saying? I was meaning to talk about this. Shout out to uh, Benji Sales. I think he put the initial thing out. It was on Wired. And um, yeah, man, looks like again they have uh, currently 
25 games in development, nearly half of them are new IPs, according to Herman Holst, the Gorilla co-founder, uh, Jim Ryan tapped to lead PlayStation Studios in 2019. The group has more than 25 games in development. Yeah, so they basically said that uh, half of them new IPs in the Smoke Disney... Mirrors. Huh? I said Smoke and Mirrors. Oh my God, okay. Wow. So there's an incredible amount of variety, according to Holst, there's an incredible amount of variety originating from different regions, Holst said. Big, small, and different genres. So let's do mm. this. King wanted to talk about this. So uh. Lord King, this is you, surprisingly, with a Sony topic. What do you uh. feel, sir? 25. And up. So when I when I came in today, you know, um, mm-hmm. I, I was playing Jay-Z, What More Can I Say? Yes, yes. Stand up, stand up. You heard it? Oh. 25 games mm-hmm. over different genres? Mm-hmm. Spending triple A to double A? Uh-huh. New IPs? Oh my God, it sounds too good to be true. (laughs) Don't even about to do it, baby. Oh my God. So just was looking at your little brick in the corner with the dust on it. You fucked out. It's on, baby. They captain so hard right right now. Yeah, I want to know where this is going. Y'all, I knew it. I knew it. When is the shoe dropping? I said, said, yo, because you know, last month they was like, yo, we all about the triple A and we don't care. Dude, they didn't like that. They didn't like that narrative. <laughs> that was like the people was like, no. The people were like, no. We we want we want everything. So so they didn't like how it went. So all of a sudden, twenty five days. I told you. I told you, man. They lying. <laughs> <laughs> they lying. Why to you. is Here's the shoe. Lying. Here's the shoe. Here's if, the if, shoe. If if one one side, they talking out of both sides of their mouth. Mm-hmm. We believe in AAA experiences, and will that's what we're gonna focus on. Uh oh, they don't like that. Yo, we got mad twenty five games of different genres that's coming up. <laughs> And you know, new IPs, they're gonna love how we do this. Are you implying that there's mixed messaging, sir? I'm, I'm implying that they're playing you. <laughs> we exclusive. We open. <laughs> we open. What are we? What are we really? They fraud you, just like Addict said. It's smoke and mirrors. They they always they do this to you always, and you always gonna fall for it. You always gonna be boo boo the fool. They put out a little. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they put out a little tweet and tell you, yo, we're doing this. They make this leak. They it leaked out. <laughs> 20, 25 games leaked out. Man, shut up. <laughs> so they you can't know? possibly be in development. No. No, no. You hear one game leak out from someplace. One. Uh-huh. Right? You you all you heard was Microsoft has a triple A game that's gonna blow your socks off. One right. out of all 36 studios, one game yeah. is gonna leak out. These dudes have a secret 25 game. <laughs> Man, shut up. <laughs> How stupid can you be? You, just just to sit there because no, they don't want going. you to move. They don't want you to go to where the stuff is really at. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the stuff really at? They, they put out a tweet with no pictures, with no nothing. <laughs> Yo, we got 25 games. Really? <laughs> really? Man, shut up. <laughs> Like a 25 King. nothing. Kick does not believe this. I got to so no. I gotta push back. Games and they ain't at E3? If you had 25 games, wouldn't you be at E3? Let me, let me say something there? before you go, Cole. Uh-huh. Look, like, I'm not saying they don't got 25 games. Mm-hmm. And they didn't even really come out openly and say what type of games you're going to be. They just yes. said big and small. Mahjong. So, I assume <laughs> it's going to be games like... Like from a knack size to like a God of War size, mm-hmm. all I'm saying is expect more games in the middle than on the far end. Because mm-hmm. you know, 
they they don't have a whole lot of studios that do quality work anyway. They got like oh, four, damn. maybe oh, five. No. They they no, I'm being real. I'm being real. Like a lot of these games are gonna be third party, uh third party timed exclusive. I can almost guarantee you this. Mm-hmm. But at this time, unless they going back to what uh like you know, to the Atlases, to the to the Capcoms, to the Square Enixes, mm-hmm. who are they going to? Square Enix. Like okay. Microsoft took what Sega's third, cookie. What about a third-party exclusive deals and stuff like that? No, that's what I'm saying. Really? Like, you're looking at a lot of these games from Square, uh, Square Enix. Like, mm-hmm. don't expect. All I'm saying is they're gonna have good games, but don't expect every. Oh, don't expect game like 25 to be AAA God of War. Oh, okay, I get where you go. Yeah. So y'all, expect y'all saying returnals. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so wait, King, let me ask you to t- t- let me feed into this. All right, so what you're saying is don't. An addict is like these are not twenty five triple A God of War Ghost nah, of Shima that people are yeah. thinking that like they could fudge. I'm gonna say that's a bad word, but they could skew the numbers with say okay, some is VR, some is indie, some is third party deal, some is that as opposed to <laughs> a bunch of God. So they instead got like five of five God Falls and four Returnals, oh my God. <laughs> instead of twenty five, <laughs> what's the word bangers? Twenty five triple A bangers. That's what we're saying. But, that's but what you thing, say in their capital. Yeah, he, he would have said that if that was. If okay, that were the case, I, I, I he would have said that. I could somewhat go there. But the way y'all the would say it before, okay. The there. thing is crazy is he said, didn't he say we have in development? Right. He's talking about PlayStation Studios. Yeah, so, right. yeah, if, it, if, if we're not talking about third party, Smoke and Mirrors 100%. 100%. Like, they don't even have 25 studios. <laughs> like, that's stupid. No, no, but, all right, that's kind of true. They got Shadow Studios. Though. Like, what? What are they making? <laughs> but, 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 my know, multiple development. You know, teams make multiple genre. titles. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think I don't. I think the communication was 100 percent there. Mm-hmm. I think he's talking about 25 titles coming to the PS5. He said there's exclusive. an incredible amount of variety originating from different regions, big, small, <laughs> different genres. <laughs> this is yeah. Herman, Lord Herman Holtz. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we, we know that they they ain't known for their truthfulness. So, oh, yeah. you know, and, and no, like, but he's right about that because the thing is, I'm I'm saying it's PlayStation Studios because it's Herman Holtz and they're saying PlayStation Studios. Studios now he is. could be again, but like Addict said, he could he could be referring to something that they paid for I, a year exclusivity yeah, I, on. I think, I think that they're, they're helping out with. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, okay. and, and we can't like that's not even a downplay. Some of PlayStation's best games came from other people. Right, it even come from Bloodborne. Right. Persona 5, like, right. so they're literally probably besides God of War, mm-hmm. they're the their best games are on uh, it, other people made. But they're they saying PlayStation Studios, that's what they 25. Uh, I, it's I mean, hard to that's tell. Gonna reach they they could have, there could have been a lot of uh interpretation <laughs> going from writer to mm-hmm. like, I, I was there an audio version or a video version of this? No, just it's in <laughs> the we're wired. going strictly off of what the white, yeah, it, it, it's a miscommunication. Oh. <laughs> We got to be realistic. So if Phil came out and said, we got 50 games. I believe him. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, you, believe <laughs> you know why oh, I believe okay, him? Because okay. they got enough studios. <laughs> I believe him. I don't know. Fifty games is a lot, but you know, nah, like, you said fifty <laughs> games. Well, yeah. so not fifty, no. Yeah, okay. Like, I okay. see fifty would be cap. Like fifty would be cap. Like, but at one, the end of the, one per studio. One game. per studio. Okay. So I'm you're just, just okay. saying from like, if this is the industry as a whole, mm-hmm. if this is like all the people that they can work with, I could totally see twenty five games easy, right. and I could see twenty five good games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but if this is if this is just them. 
Not in this day eight and age. tops. Eight tops. Not like, in this day and age. Nah. And then again, you know what? You know what they could be talking about, King. This could be the entire generation. Yeah. So I mean, but even and, at and that, the next, even at you know that, they do. But but even at that, King, like. God of War took five years, four yes, or five sir. years. Mm-hmm. Horizon took like what four years? They're not built like uh, that. Last of Us took what six years, five years? I had it. I, I got it. Ghost it's took four. DLCs. Twenty-five <laughs> DLCs. It's twenty-five DLCs. You know what it is, King? You know what it is, King? They're like, yo, go over there and like, and like quadruple in Soniac Studio. All right. Because they're the only people making games this. Well, five like, of those like, are Spider-Man but, DLCs. But, but to, to me, Cog, no real, to me, uh-huh. the only way that this works is if all their studios do what it's Sony X, Double Fratchet, and Clank, and Spider-Man. And I don't see a realm of possibility for that. I just yeah. don't. Okay. So, so especially you're saying, when, you know, Ratchet yeah. and Clank is at 1080p. Oh, my God. You're ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, we, we ain't going to talk. We're going to keep that resolution up. Don't be afraid. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't be afraid. <laughs> you're ridiculous. Listen, I get what you I'm going to get solved, man. I get what y'all say. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I, 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 I somewhat understand where you're coming from. I just was curious, but let's get soft in. Soft, tw- 25, man. This, this is not real to you either, or? Not that it's not real, but I, I think Sony, Sony different to Microsoft, mm. still, it still feels like they can get away with hyperbole. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. it, it, it still feels like they can get away with making these blanket big statements. And because in the end, they always deliver. Right. That's what I'm saying. You, you, it's tend, to, you, tend, to, it's but you tend to forget credit. the details of it. Right. right. You, then, you tend to forget the details about it. Because, again, when they deliver, it's five years later, six years later. But um, so, I mean, he could be talking about stuff that's being incubated. And he said, let's throw that in there. You know what I'm saying? It, there's, there's, when you talk about 25 games in development. And you think about sequels that you already know are kind of in half development of the, from the half big of them new right. IPs. So you're talking about like eleven to twelve games, right? Okay. That's a lot of new IPs that you know maybe don't even see the light of day, okay. right? Because mm-hmm. development is just that way. So it's a number to throw out there that sounds nice, especially <laughs> in, in, in you know, this in, the New York y'all talking right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, no. I again, I don't. They could be smaller games. They could be okay, okay, games, okay. whatever the case. They could be any number of different type of games, right? Mm-hmm. But like King said, when all that information, and, and to be fair, Sony didn't say this themselves. This this is information that leaked out. No, which Herman, indicated, Herman said this. No, 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 I'm talking no, I'm talking about the whole issue with, with them making only AAA games. Oh, right? yes, yes, yes. That yes, stuff oh, came out. I see what you they say, never yes. addressed that, right? right? So, it, so you think, let me, let me cut you. You right. think this is classic marketing damage control post mm-hmm. the Jason Schreier? For sure, oh, for okay. sure, 100%, because that, that narrative came out. And we mm-hmm. all talked about it like it's straight up true. Mm-hmm. And when you think about how successful they've been with their big AAA games, it would make sense that they would be risk averse to spend hundreds mm-hmm. of millions of dollars on unproven properties. It makes sense. So it, 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 it makes sense that that would be the truth or at least partially the truth. Yeah. So, you you know, that's where we get these these ideas from. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're if the, if the truth is that they still are making smaller things, mm-hmm. I'm happy about that because yeah. I like PlayStation diversity. Me I like too. that. Same. Just give me the bangers. I'm not buying nothing else. Yeah, and I know that's King's <laughs> we thing. We know King. King. If it ain't the bangers, it's, it's, it's yeah. dust. I, I didn't buy. I didn't get them. I didn't get them from the buy experimental stuff. <laughs> right, right. right there. Don't listen to them, Sony. Don't do that because you're gonna have a situation like Returnal. Do not do that. But then if they do, if they do only do what you want, 
You're going to have five games the whole generation. Yeah. <laughs> don't, these dudes don't care anyway. Like Attic said, most of these stuff come from other places any goddamn way. So at no point in time do anybody care about them doing the experimental stuff. Uh, yeah. Concrete Genie, uh, no, nobody cared. <laughs> nobody cared. And, and for the five people out there that's like, I love Concrete Genie. Another thing, another thing when we talk about so those you, games you, in development, right? Those mm -hmm. games in development, how many of those are VR games? Yeah, right. I was exactly. going to say that. Now, that I agree with a finesse. Yeah. That and how many of finesse. that is DLC, yeah. though? <laughs> I mean, let's keep it a buck. Stop. We don't, nobody on this panel sit here and talk about, I want to see what they experience. Oh, God. I, I didn't even think mm -hmm. about um, VR. VR. Yeah, look at that. All right. All right. All right. That is a fact. I agree. All right. 18 of those games are VR. Oh, God. And the rest is PlayStation 5. All right. So, all right. Let me do it. Because we're not here for that. They don't got nothing to facilitate a situation. First of all, we ain't purchasing 25 games from them, right? You know why? Because they have $70 a pop. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's doing that. Nobody's right? doing that. Nobody. It's, it's, like, it's like homeboy at IGN said, they're going to make good games. It's just going to be expensive. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's keep it real. Until If they would have had something like Game Pass, I'd be like, yeah, yeah. I'll look forward to that. <laughs> Do not make 25 games. Please focus on making this triple A banging. I'm down with that. I want you one every other year. Every other year. <laughs> so so you, you, you are, Tim, you are compliant with Lord Jim Ryan, as opposed oh, to Lord Sean Lane. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy he the boss. Like, I told people a long time ago, put the numbers dude in place. Let's get rid of this put the corporate dude in stuff. place. Yeah, let's get rid of this concrete genie stuff. Let's put that in the bushes. That's, leave that over there. And let's get down to brass tacks. I, I'm here for the bangers. Just okay. like everybody else. All these PlayStation dudes out here capping, they're here for the bangers. Ain't nobody, they, and they, they try to justify it. Nah, man. They got mad different stuff, man. <laughs> God of War. Nobody there for that. We here for the, the steak and potatoes. Okay. We ain't here for the little entrees. No, man. Let's go. <laughs> Listen, I feel you to an extent. I, I see where you're going with this. It is a funny discussion. Now that I think about, yes, they can they can clearly skew the numbers if they include VR. If they include, let's be real, they're just lying. I'm not gonna go there. But you know, um, indie indie stuff. You know, I'm not number twenty five. Let's go with twenty five. I'm not throwing DLC in the mix. I think that would be mad fraudulent. You know, what I'm saying at that point they should have just said fifty. even even if it is. What y'all say, right? I'm not mm -hmm. all the way agree, but even if it is what y'all say, with well, a number is just way too high for y'all, right? To y'all believe, y'all ain't feeling that. Okay, my thing is at least what the Jason Schreier article did was put out to them the energy that yo, not even though King don't like this, that all Slenny fans was feeling all we gonna get is blockbusters, and if a game like Days Gone, quote unquote, succeeded, but is still not gonna get a sequel, that made Sony fans upset. You know what I'm saying? Which we had Lord Colin on, you know what I'm saying? We, he talked about, you know, that type of stuff too and on his show. Yeah. So it's like, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you know, I like to see that they're still going to attempt some diversity and we're not going to get, because my fear with them is, yes, they got the bangers, but I don't want them to get into an old Xbox situation where it's meat, potatoes, Big Mac, large fries, and a shake, and you're getting the same thing. We're getting it's a day turn. Right. <laughs> I feel it's like day turn. I, I feel like you're gonna get games from Blue Point because I think they consider that them. Right. Like regardless, it, they're funding that studio entirely. That's right. them. They right. just ain't formally came out right. and bought them. I, you're yeah. gonna get the studio that made Returnal. And like even if you put those in and you put Insomniac Slave Trait that they do and right. they make like four games, like high quality games, like that's mm. still like 
a good eight or nine no, short. That's good, that, that's, I don't want to. That's situ- going above and beyond. I feel that, like, but I just don't want where everything is the sequel now, right? Where you right. get in all right, gears. I mean, you know, to, what you call like, it? Two. This. You know, three, you know what, Cognito? I got some bad news for you. <laughs> <Yeah, like, laughs> I don't want that because again, that that is when I started to have the issue with I Xbox at the court. The right? light on you. Oh God! I'm gonna have to do this. Why? This is yours. This is Why? yours. This is you. This is yours. Why, that's mine. I'm, I'm going to hand it off to you. I'm going to put it on me, too. Why, why about for real? No, yeah, I want to hear this for a Okay. Let's be real. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. Let's go. What do you want from them? I want their big AAA ex- ex- exclusives. Mm-hmm. But and what I, is that? But I want new IP, though. I want new IP as well. Yeah. I want new IP. I don't want them to stagnate at all. Time 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 this yeah. is my fraud. I'm going oh, down the rabbit hole the fraud. I'm going down with the fraud. Hold Let's on, go. time out. Let's go. Time out. Did you did you finish Horizon? No. Hmm. New IP. Did I finish Ghost of Tsushima and Platinum in it? Oh no hmm. no no no! I'm not, I'm not, hmm. Oh, that's a new IP though. You know you know why? Okay, you <laughs> okay, know why? First of all, well, first of all, if gone? Ghost of Tsushima oh. was not in Japan, it was it had nothing to do with no ninja sneaky stuff. Yeah, hey, wouldn't have been there. They, they, so let's hey. keep it a block. Okay, Addict, on. Addict's world on me because they did what I wanted <laughs> them to do. What about Days Gone? I liked it. Gotta war. Come on, let's, <laughs> come on, let's get this fraud. Oh time out. Let's God. get this fraud. Let's get this fraud. Time out. We got him by. Hold on, hold on. We got jumping. We got jumping. Hold on, No, no, wait. Get this work. I'm gonna get this work. I'm gonna get the smoke. I'm gonna get the smoke. But I just want to be clear. So just because if I like it, that means if I don't finish it, that means I don't like it. I don't. No, I, didn't I can't. Say that. I can't possibly want Sony to make these games. No, okay, so okay. what I'm what I'm hearing from you, you want twenty five feudal Japan's because no, I'm just saying <laughs> if, if it, according to y'all, I mean not y'all, but I'm according to real. you, yes. if 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 you wanted the banger, the banger, and that just stick to the banger, that's, that's, then Ghost of Tsushima wouldn't exist, and we would get Spider Man Four, and yes, we would sir. get you know what I'm saying. I want, yeah, I want the other stuff. That studio wasn't making bangers like they were making Infamous, and as much as right. I like Infamous, that wasn't there, so they right. they moved but they on. Were but, allowed to but make what happens, something else. But what happens if Ghost of Tsushima is a banger, and then they just start making Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah, and then no, Ghost like, Under that right. We've Under seen that with Uncharted. We see right. that. What well, uh, clearly Spider Man, Ratchet and Clank, they're getting sequels and stuff Thank you. like. Right. No, I listen, I get what That's you're what saying. I'm about. All I'm saying is I just still want what well, the beauty of Sony is when they make an IP. The beauty one, of Sony that mm-hmm. was Sony. Okay. Well, we will going. see what happens because y'all don't believe the 25. Okay, this is the only reason yeah. why I'm 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 attacking you in any type yeah, of manner yeah, yeah. is this. I purchased that console for bangers. This is my I whole see. intent. Like this is my King's whole world, intent. though, but this now, is King's exactly. World. This, this is my 500. Yes. And my 500 want bangers. So, <laughs> yes. I, I got Miles Morales. Yes. And, and I'm not going to lie. I like what it was, but Facts. it was DLC. Let's keep it a buck. Okay. And, and I would love the real game, but I'm cool with what I got. No doubt. Right? And no I'm doubt. waiting for Ratchet and That game, that system has not turned on again. I you know, it. it's, I it's it. down you, for the Ratchet you know, and Clank. That's bangers. That I was just no, say when I when I first banger. I'm just waiting for bangers to bangers. No, and That's I get all. it. When I first I got my PlayStation, I was talking to King. I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm a couple hours in the miles. I like." It. He's like, "Oh, so you're almost done?" <laughs> <laughs> you're Look, I get it, and trust me, I'm King. As much as I'm giving you a hard time and you clowning me, I agree. For me, right now, personally, this is no cap, and I've said this offline. I've talked to a bunch of people. Y'all know. Right now, for me, yeah, it ain't really moving me. My PlayStation 5 mm-hmm. ain't really moving me like right now. I will give you that, right? But what mm-hmm. excites me is when they 
actually announce these type of titles, right? Or these new things. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. That's different. I will try that. I'm excited about right now. I've never been really a Ratchet and Clank guy. So you guys yeah. are hyped for that. I'm not necessarily high for that, and I'm not really a Dark Souls <clears throat> guy like that. No disrespect to anybody who is. Yep. So for me, it ain't moving me. I agree. But I just worry that if they get into a thing where it's like Dark Souls 4, Blood Brawl 2, you know what I'm saying? Then I'm yeah. like, well, when I'm going to get the diversity of the games that I, I don't, like? That's all I'm I, trying to say. I think they're still going to continue to support newer games. Right. But... I don't think we're going to see it anytime soon because a lot of their core studios are making sequels right now. Right. And I don't think they're going to make sequels for the rest of their days. Right. But yeah. right now for the foreseeable future, right. you're going to get sequels. And then like studios, that. like the, uh, the people who make return. Oh, I keep forgetting their name. Yeah, Housemark. Uh, Housemark. You, right. And then, you know, whoever, whatever blue points making right. those potentially you might see new IPs, I but as far it. as like, the 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 quote unquote bangers that right. they no, do, and that's fine. all it's, of them are making sequels because the, that's the, that's what they were. Agreeing I feel with. you, and you're, you're you're absolutely right. All I'm saying is the reason why this statement excited me, not that I believe the number to the letter of the law. I just like that within 25, you got to have diversity if half of them is new IPs. That's all right. I'm saying. I just, I, I'm just feeling what the statement represents as opposed to saying, yo, they definitely going to do 25. I'm going, oh my god, it's going to be crazy. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. So I feel y'all on that. We will see. Future looks bright. And for the people in the chat will say, well, why are you so excited for Xbox or whatever, whatever? Because Game Pass is the ultimate nullifier for me. That gives me the opportunity to try if they had a Returnal style game. You know what I'm saying? And they have different type of genre and MLB the show and Outriders. Why, and why, 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 why he acting like he don't know why? I, I, don't <laughs> act mean? like you don't know why you happy for Xbox. It's not a either or. It's not a, oh, uh, I like the way the box looks. No. no it's, it's Game not Pass is moving out here. It's about the fact that they took my one dollar and they stretched oh, it all. Oh, facts, facts, right? Facts. And a, Sony yeah. looks like they're taking my one dollar and they're cutting it in half <laughs> and they're giving me one game and telling me go about my business. And no, I want you, more look, porridge. No, more no, King, King, they taking you one dollar, throwing it back in your face, saying bring me sixty nine back. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it's That's not evil. for everybody. Some people love that though. So now, give me a game pass every day. <laughs> You anyway, Game Pass. You can do 25 I love Game Pass. games if it's No, no, game. absolutely. I love Game Pass. No, I'm not even going to sit there and throw it. Like, Game Pass those is games what I didn't it buy. is. That, that, to me, is the ultimate nullifier. Because even when there's a drought, see, the problem with the banger, 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 you got space, right? So oh, I got nothing but space. Right. So when there's a drought, I got all this stuff over here on Game yes, Pass sir. I can play. So that's why I've been on my Xbox more so far this generation. Anyway, let's get the Super Chats more. Yeah. There's a Goozer, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, your last one, you cool, so we get out of here. This is super quick. Sov, you got the joint? Sov, you muted. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. No, you <laughs> uh, let me see. Give me one second. Mm -hmm. um, I got to run back a little bit. Da -da -da. Okay, uh, RRD with the $2 super chat. Favorite battle rapper. I can tell you watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Favorite you know. battle rapper. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, the cannabis, but he. Oh, he, stop! <laughs> well, he well, for me is um Hollow the Dawn. I like Big K. I like a lot of the OGs. Morgan. Yeah. I mean, Lux, of course, Lux, of course. Yeah. Loaded Lux, Loaded Lux, of course. Crazy. Yeah. I love the production that he brought. Yeah, there. he's just a flair with the whole thing. He's, he's yeah. OG with it. Got you. Then we got Flame Two Dollars Super Chat. PlayStation <clears throat> Studios also a publishing house. Hint, hint. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, they published uh MLB the show on Xbox. <laughs> uh, shout out to the new publisher on the yeah. block. Love they they work is beautiful. Yeah. Then we have Mass Rex <laughs> with the five dollars in the chat. 
making 25 games to the redesigned PS5. (laughs) (laughs) Then we have Clutch Man, $5 super chat. Once a week, I wait out of town. I wait out of town to bring a client home. Shout out to Xbox for giving us little man that I can take in my back pocket and game at Panera. So I appreciate this. I I appreciate this. Trust me. Yeah, talk about Dungeons. Little man on the go. They should have a show about that. Little man on the go. go. (laughs) It's funny because I just, when we say little man, I think about like Marlon Wayans and that movie. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt. Then we got Smitty Smith, $5 to the chat. PS5 games in development, like such is like such hits like what can I turn it on? Will rest mode work and rebuilding the database? The book Yo! Yo! That was petty, sir. That was petty, sir. Wow. for you on your pettiness. Then we have J-Tub as a shell, $5 mm-hmm. super chat. If Sony had 25 games in development, you know about it because Sony likes showing stuff very early. Like I said, yep. yeah. Oh, no oh, oh Chris Hart, return there? Returnal, too yeah. hard. <laughs> Chris, they, Chris, they're saying you return Returnal. Is that true? Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> they don't take it back, so you're stuck with it. <laughs> then we have Beyond the River Sticks with the $2 super chat. Wow. Next thing they're going to say is fire's hot. <laughs> <laughs> then we have Jake Mouchline. Mouchline. $5 super chat. I remember back in 2008 meeting some Brits and Irish on Xbox Live via Call, uh, Call of Duty. Following September, I made a trip to stay with him and experience Britain. Yeah, they, wow. despite the toxicity on Xbox Live, a mm. lot of real friendships, real friendships were, were born. Facts. With, with people that you may not be friends with otherwise. Facts. Otherwise, crazy. gaming. Facts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We got Smitty Smith once again. $5 super chat. Uh, all y'all Sony fans are excited for 25 games you aren't going to purchase. <laughs> Damn, y'all didn't even support MLB mm-hmm. the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Then we have Dan Lazaro, $2 super chat. 25 is possible when 20 are remakes of remakes. <laughs> I mean, we do have a, a Last of Us remake being made. So yeah, that so. I don't agree with. That's why I was happy about here. And I'm going to buy it, though. I'm going to buy it. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to We all go to I ain't going to lie. I'm a buy, my know, seventy they, on deck. Like it's on I don't know deck if I'm right buying now. that, they man. Buying I'm, I'm, you know they cash out. Like they going they going to put in faction mode, and we all going to shut up. And bend oh, you talking about nah, no? The, you talking about faction the re- mode? Ain't never had me like the. Wait, wait, wait. Hmm? The remake, the one with the new faces, right? Yeah, yeah. that's what they're going to do. I mean, what they, they might come on. They get my money though. Yeah, I feel like yeah, that's seventy cash. Shout out to Jim Dance Moves Ryan on the stream moves. They can have your money for that. They can't. Don't worry about it. I talk about. I tell you. I tell you about it later. Stuff like this in the pandemic. Well, I've I've beat Last of Us. Like unless they change something like narratively. Nah, I don't like the multiplayer. I've never liked the multiplayer. Don't let me hit this. Yeah, I don't care nothing about the multiplayer. I mean, none of them are playing it either. Oh, so. my God. I'm, I'm telling BG on you. <laughs> <laughs> there we have Mass Erect. $2 Woo! super chat. Yo, King, hope your PlayStation 5 didn't seize up from the dust. <laughs> you know what? That was crazy because I got scared when I turned it on the other day. It was like, ha, 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 ha. Can't catch on fire. Yeah, yeah please up. don't do that. I, I walk with a fire extinguisher, though. Next book. Ridiculous. Continue. <laughs> There we have gamers play with the twenty dollars in the chat. The chant, the chant. Xbox has no games will be killed starting this year. Xbox twenty twenty one. The gunk. Starfield. Scorn. The ascent. Twelve minutes. Crossfire X. Forza mm. Horizon Five. Halo. Psychonauts mm. Two. Stalker. Mm. Shout out to AKO One K in the chat. 
first yo, of all, yo, the, 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 that narrative been dead when Game Pass hit mm-hmm. because everybody that has a PlayStation now is sitting there not playing nothing, mm-hmm. and everybody that has an Xbox isn't on Twitter. Shout out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. They said we frauded. They said we, we, we playing old games. Can't go to chat. That's yes, and then they got frame rate boosts in HDR. Y'all <laughs> playing old games. Like, <laughs> like when y'all put an old game in, it's an old, old game. <laughs> <laughs> Is it different? Yeah, he does got a point. Got a point. Yeah, he does <laughs> she got a facelift. She got a tummy tuck. She yeah, looking nice got, though. She, ah! really <laughs> she took that fight. She took that flight to Colombia. That's, that's sure. right. Came, baby. Came back that's right. She got that flight there. to the Dominican <laughs> Republic. She's yeah. good looking now. So, someone, someone in the chat, please clip that. You playing old game? Yeah, that was classic. That's right. Classic. She got that old face and that old style, doing them old moves. <laughs> Bible. Bible. Briscoe son with the five dollars super chat. Uh, brother bought my son a hundred dollar PSN credit. He didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> he went to the store like I don't like nothing in here. Oh my god! That's what is this returnal? No. Continue. <laughs> then we have Geekhead one eighty eight with the five dollars super chat. The PS five is a dog water console. What is that mean? What is dog, dog water? water? Hot, hot dog water. Yeah, hot dog water oh, has to be disgusting. Oh, oh, hot dog water. Yo, listen, oh, listen. If somebody don't like time. you, yes, and they make time. you, they make hot dogs and they pour the water. Ugh, hot dog water. Time. Yeah. This is disgusting. Yeah. Moving on. Dog water. <laughs> there we have Lordinator with the five dollars in the chat. Twenty-five games equals 1,750 USD. Okay, mm-hmm. I got mine on the end of the generation. Used with used games. All their games are single player anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'll make sure you read the next one with conviction. J Double's a show. Five dollars super chat. Before I get back to work on my house, I just wanted to say I, I, I'm trying. I'm you, trying. I can't hear you, sir. Uh, I just wanted to say, Mass Effect Two is the Ali of Mass, aka uh, Goat. <laughs> my man J Double should salute you, sir. Listen, salute man. You, sir. I, I don't know. Taking punches on the ropes to see if your man gets. Oh no! Don't do it! Don't do it! Don't do it! I love Ali. Let's go! Oh no! We can't do that. We can't do that. Walk away from that road. Walk away from that road. Oh, we cut up. Yeah, we cut up. All right, cool. Let's get about it. This one is super quick and uh for me, addict. Um, kills it like a dragon, man. You know, it was just reported. Shout out to the belly, and I think he put the tweet out initially. And um, yeah, man, so it looks like um, Sega's Shuji Utsumi told Fometsu that Yakuza 7 was the most successful title in the franchise mm. worldwide. He also stated that Sega wants to globally mm. expand Atlas games by releasing them simultaneously worldwide and possibly on multiple platforms. Mm. So we got that. And then I'm not going to try to butch, butcher this uh, Japanese to American translation thing. But mm. pretty much he just said, um, Yakuza go to 7 you know, basically, um, you know, Yakuza Joint is uh, going to fully support multi-platforms released overseas in no time when it was previously developed mainly in Japan and PlayStation is now available on Xbox and Steam. However, mm-hmm. it received high praise there on the global scale. Yakuza Like a Dragon was the most hit title in mm-hmm. the series. So it looks like they're very excited about We're, the potential uh, of this. King <clears throat> seems like he's bubbling at the bit about uh, this. I got a question. Yes. That was in Game Pass, right? No, no. actually it mm-hmm. wasn't. 
Actually, mm. seven one now. The the the, the all no, other I'm six. About the yeah. dragon joint. No, 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 it's not a game pass. No, that's paid. That's paid. That was paid for. Yeah, that was paid for. I thought. I thought. I thought. I thought. Yeah, I, I don't know. Nah. See, I'm, every, I'm, I'm, every, I'm, everything I'm, else is in game pass. But else, all yeah. the whole the whole the whole thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Everything right. else is in game pass. I think that probably contributed to that worldwide sales because everybody got to tell you if you got a chance to taste it. Right. Maybe you might want the ultimate thing. To your to your point, King, Yakuza Seven Like a Dragon was timed exclusive. For the Series X mm-hmm. launch. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, he yeah, had it, it was, first. It, yes. And they had to wait <laughs> and the sales. They had to wait for the PS5. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. I, I, I see it now. I know now it makes oh sense. Because I remember it was something about uh-huh. Microsoft is the reason why it's a global success. Mm-hmm. And now they realize it. Oh my God, we can make money over here. <laughs> and this Game Pass thing is giving us residual income. Yeah. <sighs> Mm-hmm. Who did this for you? <laughs> At what point in time are you just gonna bend the knee and just give it up? Just who did this for you? Phil Dominus, Maximus, and really Spencer. And I don't care what nobody say. Uh-huh. Oh, there's other people. Don't okay. This is where y'all try to take the credit from my man. <laughs> yes, sir. Listen, is a quarterback in the team. If the team loses, so did the defense. I don't care if the defense was a star that day. Mm-hmm. The quarterback of the team is the leader of the team. Mm-hmm. He is the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So other things go into it. I don't care what that is. Right. He the quarterback. He take the wins and he takes the losses. Right. We ain't going to start pointing out little things. Right. I like this Yakuza stuff. Yeah. I like the fact that they're going to go all over. Thank you. To, I love to it. To your defense, um, we did. I, I did. Me and Attic Vid said, you know, when, you know, Series X was announced and launch titles and stuff. And everybody got glossed over, obviously, with, with the Halo stuff. Mm-hmm. But I remember telling people, that's a big get. Like yeah. Yakuza never would launch on a no, series. And you ain't no fraud on that. You yeah. purchased that game. I purchased that. I was like, and I, I didn't. support it. It's Sega. Yep. It's a franchise. I'll get to my point quick. Therefore, let me just jump in now, if you don't yeah. mind. Because I want to get these balls yeah. up quick. You know, at the end of the day, like this make me happy because y'all know I'm team turn base. I'm yep. team Sega. You know what I'm saying? And at the end of the day, to see people support this joint was yep. crazy inspiring to see it. It's the most successful. Ever, you know what I'm saying? Because it went ma- multiplayer, w- was cool. I want to see the job, and it was so much a success that now they're saying Yakuza is going to stay in this mode for yeah. moving forward, and mm-hmm. then and judgment is going to be for the people who like the old Yakuza styles with the action. Judgment is going to be the way for y'all. So they not they, they, they yeah they don't matric them. Like, yeah yeah yeah. Like, hey hey, that's your business. I, <laughs> we, I got what I want. We, we got this a game for you. <laughs> I got I got what I want. I want it in this style because it's the best turn base. For a casual person that doesn't like turn pace, it's action, it's over the top, it's cinematic, it's summons, it's foolishness. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I'm telling people right now, Ichiban is the new wave, bro. Like, he yeah. should be the face moving forward. So many people play this game. I'm mad at myself I didn't play it at launch because it would have been in my game of the year conversation. That's how good this game is. The game is sick, but um, yeah, I'm just happy for them, man. I'm happy to see the genre succeed, and I'm happy that they're getting their bread, and now we're going to get, you know, sequels and, and all this good stuff. So that's what I got, but I'll, give, I'll open it up to y'all, you know, what, what y'all want to say on this, John. Um, for, <laughs> for me, I, I just like the fact that, you know, a lot of times when we talk about people's perception of what success is, right, a lot of times... You know, we talked about a, a game that sells five, six million copies, and mm-hmm. it's not a success a success because of what's around it, right? Mm-hmm. When you look at a day, it's gone. You know, it's not getting a sequel, whatever the case may be. But you sold six million copies. To me, mm-hmm. you did all right. Yeah. Um, so f- it just seems like the fact that Yakuza, in a lot of ways, coming into this generation, still very niche in the Western market, for Sega to see 
at the very least see the, mm-hmm. the appeal that it has now. Mm-hmm. Even they haven't said, have they said specific sales numbers or are they just happy they with said the sales? The numbers? most highest selling okay. Yakuza ever in the history of the franchise. So you that know? could uh, still mean not not that much, right? It could still mean not that yeah, much. But the fact of the matter, was, right? Yeah. But the fact of the matter is that whatever that number is, it, they see that potential for growth and they're going to continue to expand upon it mm-hmm. and continue to put it out on the Xbox, uh, g- give the game to, to to markets that didn't, you know, that, that weren't getting it beforehand. Mm-hmm. To me, that is the biggest thing. Right. Um, the fact that, yo, Yakuza for the longest time has been the Shenmue replacement. Yes. Yep. And and it hasn't gotten that shine. And yes. when you look at when you look oh, at Yakuza as bro. a game and the things that it does better than Shenmue, Fat, bro, you it, appreciate it, it. It's crazy. It's crazy. I, I, and I, it hasn't gotten that love. I, I, I got to come in because you, you said somebody was saying. It's like, the truth. It's the truth. Like, <laughs> I, I hate to go against the God. Y'all know how I feel mm-hmm. about yeah. Suzuki song. And I know we was talking about devs. King was talking earlier about devs and blowing the budget. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I, I hate to say this because I, I supported the Shenmue, but yeah, like he just may be out the game too long and and, yeah. and these dudes you know i can't pronounce ryu gotta whatever i can't pronounce it correctly but they are literally the spiritual success of the show this is mm-hmm. the, the true that's what it looked like to me. evolution and and it, like that's their works i mean attic we talk about it i explain right now like it feels like a living breathing world the job system they got that the fun the cinema they got i watched every, neil games talk about yeah. and he said there's a thing in there that you can build businesses mm-hmm. and you Bro, can build, they got a, uh, the mini games all are, that. yes that's because the mini games I, I don't I, yeah i don't know bro Better than some people's full. Me and Attic was talking about. Remember that business man? We was like, yo, this could be a real game, and we'd be in it. Yeah, Attic, I'm gonna let you go in here because I don't. Know. Yeah, what I enjoy about yeah. it is like they. This is a fantastic first attempt in the, in the turn base. Like, like I, I still think Persona overall is a better game in terms mm-hmm. of turn base, mm-hmm. but like this, this is. They came in with this. Mm, like, debut. They didn't build up with this. They came in with this. Mm-hmm. And, and and it did so well that they was like, who cares about that old? <laughs> like, like and, and you know, we got it, we gotta hand it off. Like I honestly I, I made a video about it. I think Game Pass has, has something to say, say with, with the cells that, that led to this happening. Because mm-hmm. to me, when it comes down to this, is the only the only variable there's been a couple of variables we've had a turn pace variable change from the, the standard to turn base which to me that's a negative because that's a more niche audience than what they had mm-hmm. the only big narrative is is xbox put all their games in game pass and now all of a sudden it's the best selling one that's like, right mm-hmm. yeah, man it, 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 it to king's point you know i know we we joke and we laugh but at the end of the day, we, we cannot ignore the fact that this is on Xbox has something to do with it. You know what I'm saying? We cannot ignore that. Like, it's just, it, it is, and it's not on Game Pass yet, but the entire other series, so people That's may be like, you know what? I, you know how many other people series is on have, Game Pass. Attic got a good point, because you know how many people have come up to me and say, yo, that looked mad fun when I put the clips up, and they go, yo, should I start with that? Or could I, should I start with the Game Pass? And some people are like, yo, go into the old ones first so you can get this other story. Some people say, yo, just go buy it. Like, it is definitely generating interest. This has to be doing well for Sega. Sega seems to be very excited to constantly bloviate about all this stuff. 
yeah. going and, on with Microsoft. And I, and I think the fact that you can jump into this one brand yeah, new, as separate, it's not, it's that. not intimidating. Yes. I, even though they do call it seven, I don't know why they should have just not yeah. put a number on it. It's a standalone but, story. It really is. Mm-hmm. It, as a jumping off point for somebody brand new oh. who may be intimidated by, by going into all the other games, mm-hmm. it's right. It does that. But if you do have that connection to the old games, it has that too, yeah. right? It has that too. So it just, it really, it cannot be understated how important it was to have that game as an exclusive on Xbox at launch. Mm-hmm. And to, for, you know, and the thing is, the funny thing is, when you talk about all the outlets that talked about it positively, mm-hmm. everyone did. Yes. But the focus was still on, there's no Halo. We have, right. like, the, the people were saying, we have nothing to play. Mm-hmm. But you have, me. you have an RPG. You have an RPG. And I, I'll be the first to be like, mm-hmm. I don't have time to jump into this RPG, so I'm not going to play it at launch. Right. Even though I bought it and supported it. Right. But I didn't. Ha- well, I, I didn't mean, have time to play it. At the end of the day, all that's that, that's nothing but fanboy talk. Like, yeah. Right. Like people ha- have, want to throw this narrative out there that people just play exclusives all year long. That's all they play. Mm. We know that's bogus. Nobody's playing Game Pass mm-hmm. games. Yeah, no one's playing Mass Effect right now. Nobody. 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 Mass yeah, Effect yeah, right yeah. now. Even though they got no the one's playing in MLB the face. show last week. Yeah, no one's playing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just cat. I, f- I feel away. I'm not playing nothing on that PlayStation if it ain't no banger. Um, but King, I don't even know why you arguing because we got the metrics that literally show what's being played on, on, on Xbox. Like you can literally go and look at the metrics. So I don't all this. Yeah. No one's playing it because they don't own it. No one's playing it. That's a damn Stop lie. it. <laughs> like that's, yeah, that's like, not I'm in true. That, I'm in that camp. Yeah. And, and and I and I always say this. I mean, it, listen. I'm going to get to that Yakuza stuff mm-hmm. because they literally have the whole series. series. It's our game pass. Yes. Like all the old ones that was never there. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy Phil didn't give up on Japan. Fact. Like I'm just so happy that that's a gamer. Like if 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 he didn't game, he wouldn't care to say, let's get the old stuff back there mm-hmm. for these people. Or whoever's there, I don't care whoever's decision it was. Yes. Sarah Bond. Sarah is Bond, you, whoever the team, the Phil's team. Y'all are fantastic. Yeah, they own it. They and, own it. and regardless how you feel about this, like, I feel like one of Microsoft's biggest advantages they're going to have going into once all these games start coming out mm-hmm. is they're going to be the place to play RPGs, regardless right. what type of RPG it yeah, is. Oh, like, absolutely. They don't King. they don't need to make these Japanese these JRPGs exclusive. Right. They just got to make sure they come to the platform. Yeah, the platform. because they they can't yep. be an RPG system right. if they're losing half the RPGs to yeah. Sony. Yeah. We're not natural. even talking about the Dragon Quest. That's why I tell people when the they Dragon Quest. Oh, and, 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 and shout out next it, week. Yeah. Uh, there's going to be a big press conference That's on right. dragon quest yeah, oh yeah dragon quest and, builders and is out builders there it's out there yeah game oh. pass doesn't it feel like this announcement means like day and date though yeah, like, yeah things it, that have traditionally been japanese sort of playstation centric things right. are, feels like they're talking day and date moving like forward yeah i, I think y- y- sh- Yakuza, shout out to phil man to like phil, he, man. he yeah I think Yakuza N was was a great experiment for them just to see. Mm-hmm. And now that they're getting these returns and they're seeing the success, listen, six, these companies want to make money. Mm-hmm. And, and when you see that bag, 
Gotta shout out to Phil. Like when they drive and, and you you're getting return on it, it makes sense. That's why you seeing them quick to throw the whole series up in Grave mm-hmm. Man. They yeah, quick man. to throw Dragon Quest. Yo, it's it's a reason. And, and again, for the people like, oh, you know, I don't understand that there is tons of stuff to play. If you're a Game Pass owner, it's just the fact. It, 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 it's overwhelming. Like it's just like, yo, damn, I want to play this, and this came out, and this came out. It's so much so you can literally be eaten. Fine, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. With just that service, it's just that much quality games in there. It's I think I think everything coming out of Japan is starting to see a different look on Xbox. Like when you look at the chat mentioned mm-hmm. Tales of Arise, like no doubt. Bandai, Bandai Namco mm-hmm. looking at Xbox, like hmm, yeah. uh, Scarlet Nexus. When we see that, it's like hmm, yeah. uh, you know, it's it it feels like they think that it's viable in a way that to them it's never been before. Right, absolutely. Let's finish because I know King got to roll on out. But look, tremendous topic. Salute to them. Again, I can't pronounce that studio's name for the life of me, but I love them. Real go, go, logic wins. Tell me how it says He know how to say it. But anyway, anyway, salute to them, man. Tremendous uh, success. Good to see. Let's get the poll with. Um, we got super chats. Let oh, me get. My let me bad. Get my bad. Yeah, yeah. Super chat. Super chat. Uh, we got Dan the Man Cunningham. Five dollars super chat. Xbox mean. gave me the opportunity to play Halo Couch Co-op with my five-year-old son, who is now a pro gamer. Long live the land parties. Long live Blood yes. Ghost. Ah, love oh, that Blood Ghost. Ghost. Salute, salute. Hang them high. Hang them high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. J-Dub is a show. $5 per chat. I only bought Yakuza Like a Dragon because I played the older ones on Game Pass. Mm. Put over 100 hours in Yakuza Like a Dragon. Still have the ultimate tower to beat. Yeah. Wow. No, salute, salute. I'm almost there. Like chapter 12. Mm-hmm. Then we got Gaming Forte. $5 ah. per chat. I love Sundays. I can always count on the Lord's going over three hours long. <laughs> <laughs> Great job with your interview as always. Uh, and of course, hey, King Boo Boo. <laughs> hey, Forte. Chat correctly. Ryu Ga Go To Cool. Okay. Ryu Studio. That's what I'm calling. For sure. My man, C Mac. Thank you, C Mac. We're good. We're caught up. All right, cool. So look, let's get up out of here. Oh, sorry. Tony Bryant, five dollars super chat. We're getting Dungeons and Dragons Day and Date now. That's right. Yes, sir. Mm, uh, yep, that's that. right. And that's gonna be that, crazy yeah. fun. That's a big one. A lot of fun. Yeah, the Alliance gonna, Day one. I have a feeling we're about to get Persona five, and then when they announce Dragon Quest next mm-hmm. next week, the night the new Dragon Quest. I have a feeling it's gonna say Xbox Series S and X right on that mm-hmm. with everything else. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Shout out to so. Solisha. Just call him RGG, God. All right, RGG. <laughs> Look, new poll coming out. So, um, with Xbox's twentieth anniversary coming up this year. In your opinion, which feature of the Xbox platform helped push gaming forward the most? The choices are A, internal hard drive, custom soundtracks, Ethernet port of the Xbox Duke. B, Xbox Live and party chat system for the 360 era. C, backward compatibility, Xbox One era. And D, you ain't got no internet, we got a system for you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> those are the choices please rock the vote when it goes up salute the lord jason Schreier who pulled up in the realm of bloomberg news press star in stores right now check out that great book and if you missed the other one uh blood sweat and pixels go check that out had a fantastic interview again if you came in late rewind watch the first uh, hour and a half man it was it was a lot of fun a lot of real talk a lot of real talk, so get to appreciate y'all, man. And then, uh, of course, Lord Daniel May, a.k.a. Lord Theon Greyjoy, pulled up. 
did his thing. You know what I'm saying? And he's owning it now, so I get to call yeah. him that. Mi- minus, minus the Ramsey stuff. Minus the Ramsey. Let, let's cut. Let's cut. He didn't betray the realm out. today. He <laughs> held it down. Great question. Ironborn. Let's let's keep the storyline there. Keep, keep the storyline there, there man. <laughs> Salute to the chat, y'all. Absolutely lit, man. Let's get these outros going. Lord Attic, casually late for class today. Um, where can we find people? Find you sneaking in can find me uh not sneaking i was here the whole time yes yes. you can find me on twitter at lord addict ilp mm-hmm. you can find me on youtube at gaming addict mm-hmm. uh this tuesday i'll be having uh, an addict show at 5 p.m eastern Woo! uh so definitely look out for that uh pr- want to thank uh you know uh jason for coming on and it was a mm-hmm. uh, it's a good conversation you know regardless how you feel about the man it's like i said like you don't have to like him but you do kind of have to respect, respect what he you. like because there's no one else doing what he's doing. Let's nice. just be real. No one else. And no one else. And to the point, like he said earlier, like there, there's a trust involved with that. You can't be spewing out stories. If, then you will get exposed very quickly in the industry if your credentials aren't what they ought to be able to do with yep. it and have people trust them. So salute to that. Lord Sovereign. Where can I find people find what you got going on, sir? Yeah, for sure. Big shout out to Jason, man. I always appreciate Jason's candor. Um, and, and you know, and, and we found out some things about him today yeah. in terms of, you know, the willingness to talk to people and, and forgive yes. and the things shout that are going online. The, yeah, shout out to him. I, I gotta Jack. give a, we gotta yeah. give IOP IOP bringing people together. We did it like two beefs. Two today. weeks. You know what I'm saying? Between Jason and Paris and a couple mm-hmm. other people with Jason. So shout out to Jason who mm-hmm. said, look, if you email me and if I blocked you and you email me and you apologize, yo, I'll unblock you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Hold glory. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I shot you no shot for you. I shot you and, shot and, you. and shout out to us, man. I, I'm always proud of, of yes. what we do every week. But I'm proud proudest when we can do things like this like, you know yeah. and, and you know shout out to paris for, for lurking in the chat and, yes. and bringing that up y'all being a man he had to do that yeah yeah i love that he's a real dude fantastic oh and hopefully like i said i i, I want to have a more in-depth conversation with jason later on about the state of the industry where i will bring up other names and hopefully <laughs> We'll see what can happen. I didn't want to do that today. I I thought you was going to do it today, but I was like, no, no. Good call. Good call. Yeah. Good call. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, So big shout out to that. Um, Yeah, you can find me, you know, Lois Lab IOP. Hopefully gaming um, more. Hopefully gaming a little bit more um, on uh, Twitter and, of course, BX Sovereign on PSN and Xbox Live. No doubt you already know. Lord King getting the. The, the, the crew, the rank and file to stand down and then stop hitting up Jason. <laughs> Salute to you calling off the goons. I respect that. Yeah, you know what I'm great cookout yesterday, uh, sir. That was, it was great to see you and uh, hang out Hell yeah, as always. Was... You know what I'm saying? To see the fans. So, Salute, what's going on, bro? It was, it was funny because when Cog walked in, it was like he was a rock star. <laughs> and, and it was like, hey, it's Cog Meter. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, so, one dude tapped me. He was like, that's the guy that's on the show with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the king's like I know. Like, uh, like, I, I, I felt good. I felt good coming like, in. Yeah, I know. That's what cousin said he was coming. Yes, sir. <laughs> like, like, and he got a chance to go downstairs yeah, and see some stuff. Fun. It's it's it's. This has been a really nice weekend. I really mm-hmm. loved it. Um, I really love real journalism. Like, investigative journalism means that I'm willing to get my hands dirty, willing to go and get all the sources and get that stuff together. That's mm-hmm. like a lost art. And um, yeah, most of these people are not willing to not a, pretty like low key fight multi billion dollar corporations. Yeah, 
And, and shout out to Jason Stryer for being the boogeyman in a lot of these dudes' closet. Night you know? King, yeah, he be scared. Yeah, he be scared. To 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 be the White Walkers and yeah. don't talk Dude, to they, them. <laughs> don't talk to them. Son. And, and got, probably got his face up. This guy, is, this guy. <laughs> like a wanted poster. No, a wanted right? poster. Yeah, that's that's insane. Mm-hmm. And and it, it is flattering because that means you're doing your job well. You're doing your job well in a sense, but please, I will I will really love for them to go out and read his book. Yeah. So then I actually know who he is first before you are you know prejudge and 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 condemn the man ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Um, like he said, a lot of dudes come at him really weird, and he said, you know, they say some weird stuff, but I also love the fact that Paris came on and yeah. Paris, you know, was like, yo, whatever, apologize. Anything for a man to apologize. For a man, that's a big fantastic, yeah. you know, to see in his day and age. Uh, Cause a lot of dudes, we hold our feelings in, and we mm-hmm. don't actually, yep. you know, you know, that ego put it to the side is whack. Um, I love you guys. It was a great show. Yeah. Uh, and last week I had to zip out of here real quick. Yeah. Had a situation. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, yeah. No doubt. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I can't wait for next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's no, always man. a fun ride, guys. Yeah, always a fun ride, guys. Banger, man. Like I said, chat was absolutely lit. Love what you guys said. And, and keep. I, yeah, yeah. I was just say, uh, keep in mind, chat, like that. Those E3 shows are about to start mm-hmm. in the next couple weeks. Prediction series will return. You know, we're going to have some mm-hmm. fun with that. Um, yeah, I guess, again, one last thing. Shout out to all of y'all in the chat because, you know, obviously ILP has different guests, different perspectives. You know, not everyone's going to like everyone, but to see everyone still show out and for the most part be respectful. You know, we had to cut a, cu- yeah. cu- cut a couple of heads off, right, Hustle? You know what I'm saying? But other than that, it was good to see it and people – just come together with game and be respectful. So salute to that. We always going to champion that. And I, my motto is, like I said, if the guest ain't the one of your liking this week, we'll see you next week. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's just all we got, man. But um, oh hustle. Oh he, yeah, bro. You want to do the E3 with us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do the live stream for sure. For sure. I got you, hustle. No doubt. You already know what it is. So look, that's all we got. More big guests, more fun stuff. Stay tuned. Keep it locked. IOP going to be super lit. You know what I'm saying? But that's all I got. We got to get kicked out of here, man. We got one super chat. I'm going to end on this. Philly Eagle, $5 super chat. I love this podcast. Feels like family every single time. Biggest compliment you can give us. Thank you, bro. The realm is family. Yo, check y'all next week. We out of here. Peace.